ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, it's time for another edition of the Pride Cast. Hello, hello, everybody. How's it going? What's going on, y'all? All right. With me on the cast, we have the illustrious Corey. Yo, what up? And our special guest this week, Lizzie Hope. That's me. That's you. That's you. Sorry that I don't have a sultry voice, but it's on, I'm on, uh, actually on, a dude. On the uh, voice, on the sultry voice of like from Corey to Lee, yours is kind of like maybe in the middle. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll take it. I don't know what scale, what kind of scale that is, but we're gonna roll with it. Uh, yo, this Lee's is, definitely on top, though. Yes, absolutely. With yeah. That fucking Australian accent, might. Yeah, yeah, we need to get one of these. English, we need to get one of these English dudes on the cast too. I'm trying to get Jensen on. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to do that. I think Jensen's the only English person on this cast. And QDT, right? QDT, awesome. Oh yeah, QDT too. Yeah, I, I yeah. want to get to QDT. Listen, yeah, he'd be fun. Eventually down the line, we're gonna eventually have every single roster member on this podcast. That'd be cool. You, you gotta get you gotta get one step at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only what one one a week for four hours of your day. Yeah, one a week. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've, I've debated having multiple guests when there's like less pride people, but uh, that's something that needs to kind of be workshopped a little bit. Uh, sure. Yeah. So, uh, hello everyone. How was your day? That's uh, good. I've, yeah. I've been packing up and moving, so I need a yeah. So I just took some time out of. Out of all that to to do this, so. oh hell yeah! I'm currently sniffing the cork of a wine bottle that I had two nights ago, and it still smells fruity. I'm right currently on. sniffing glue. I'm on I, beer number three for the day, so I should be uh, nice and toasty by the time this is all over. I am on. Oh, hell yeah. I'm on cup of coffee number two, so my insides are toasty. <laughs> uh, so uh, this is a very important episode of clash it's the clash after evolution 2 lots of new stuff happening lots of new storylines happening um before we get in the show question what did you think of clash this week i thought it was awesome i thought it was almost as good as evolution to be honest i thought that a lot of stories um really started picking up here i thought it was great yeah, it uh, very definitely happened. <laughs> oh my god, you are already starting with me, young man. I'm like, I get 18 months younger than you or some shit. Don't start with that. <laughs> oh man, but uh, uh, this was a very excellent episode of Clash. It definitely had the feel of the classic. We're all after manias, not the ones these days that are shit. Damn. This one actually felt good. Uh, also, uh, this is not a multi-page show. It's only one page of results, which is a nice change of pace. Um, yeah, less segments this week. Less segments, um, probably for the best. Most of it is matches, um, and some pretty fucking big matches too, I'll say. But uh, getting a little ahead of ourselves, we have an opening segment to start which is basically a highlight reel of all the cool shit that happened at Evolution. We got uh, 
Blaze turning on Z Mac. We got Red, White, and Bruce winning the title. We got Rick Mad showing up for the Prince Jimmy D Memorial Battle Royal. We got Claire Hawkins winning, the, retaining the TV championship. Uh, Derek Vaden finally getting that Dick Kick City in. Hold on, I, I want to interrupt because you've already um, bypassed the uh, royal family turn that was in between Rick Mad and Red, White, and Bruce. Come on, man. Damn. Called the <laughs> block out. Oh, oh, damn. I'm going to do that a lot today. I'm sorry. Hey, no, you got... If you're on the show, you need to get your shit over. So. Yeah. That's why you're fucking here. <laughs> you're here to promote yourself, like, man, boy. Damn, already. Already just ignoring, <laughs> ignoring me. Damn. I'm trying we to... We hate you almost as much as torture. That's <laughs> <laughs> why so I won't be invited back. Uh, <laughs> no, we'll keep you off to berate you. Yeah, we've Just got ignore uh, me. Alex Richards getting into the WCF Hall of Fame, something that probably only two-thirds of us on the cast care about. That was cool. I That's thought that was cool. Yeah. It, was, it was cool, but for like... Oh, like, shit, I'm the one. What, <laughs> what do you I don't know shit about WCF, you, but I thought that what, was really cool. What do you think I was talking about, Corey? Who el- do you... There. You're right. You're right. Uh, also, we get Corey Black hitting three burning hammers onto Jay Swans. By the way, I would like to, for once, give credit to uh, Corey here because he has been vindicated in hindsight from the whole Jace Wilds fiasco. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was talking with him earlier this week when the when that news broke that Jace was getting banned, and uh, Corey pointed out. Yeah, you remember on one of those first podcasts where you and Lee were like, oh, yeah, I totally think Jay should get in the hardcore title scene or have that hardcore title match with Corey Black. And I was like, uh-uh, no, uh, this is why. And I couldn't say it at the time, but I can say it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On the last legs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the uh, benefit of being tangentially an admin. Tangentially. But it's also... a it's also a curse when I'm doing this shit because I'm like, well, I can't, I can't really say this. Yeah, and the, like at the time, I didn't, I didn't think much of it. I thought you were just trying to be contrarian about it, but <laughs> I mean, it fits the gimmick. It fits the gimmick, so we get. But that's what that thirteen's all about, right? It's I'm, I'm still unfamiliar with some of that stuff, but the thirteen's going to be. A, 13, a big thing, yeah, right? yeah. Thirteen is going to be a big like deathmatch tournament or something to oh. that effect. Uh, so he'll get his chance I, there. I think he, I, I I assume that you're like kind of vaguely familiar with the concept of what thirteen is. If not, I can totally just give you a video. yeah. Okay. Yeah, which good shit. Uh, we get Corey Bull, speaking of hardcore champion, winning that oh, hardcore yeah. belt. We get uh, Dandy and Sam Kidsgrove murdering each other on pay per view. Oh. It was nice. We had Wade Moore making sad boys out of everyone by pinning QDT. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get Lockhart retaining the title. Good shit. And no Casey Holiday. No Casey Holiday. Casey Holiday. No Casey Holiday. Uh, mysterious. Needed. Absent. But, uh. I thought we, that uh, was her. Well, she'll have chances down the road for like two or three months or something like that. Maybe. Is it two months? Yeah, I think it's two months. All right. Uh, and then the package ends, and we have all of the roster members on the ramp for 
uh, addressed by Camilla Gonzalez. And yeah. this was hyped up, and there's a lot of big announcements packed into one segment. So I'm not going to read the whole thing verbatim. It's just kind of, oh, yeah, we're AW and we're awesome. But uh, I'll try to get to the uh, pertinent points. First on, uh, Carly Nash. Da, 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 get the oh, congrats to her. Yeah, at Glory on July 4th in Fort Hood, Texas, Red, White, and Brews will be defending the Tag Team Championships against the Talent Enhancers, Crowd Pops or whatever. <laughs> Next week, Corey Bull will defend the Hardcore Championship against James Wolf slash Scott Slayer, whoever wins the match tonight. I forgot who wins that match, so we'll see later. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, I almost spoiled it, but I forgot that that's what we're doing. At Harnish... <laughs> At Carnage, there'll be two singles matches in which the two winners will be the first names announced for the all-in match. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the United States. Oh, yeah. Yasmin interrupts to basically say Dandy can still defend that title. It was wrongly stripped of him. He has until 30 days. And Kamiya's like, get out no. of here. You're not important. He is too weak to defend yeah. <laughs> so. Poor Daniel. Yeah, poor poor Dan. Did you just call him Daniel? Daniel. Daniel, Daniel. Daniel DeVito. Damn, Daniel. What are those? <laughs> uh, so one of the biggest announcements from this segment is that at July 4th's glory, there is going to be a tournament for the United States Championship. It starts next week on Slam. So this coming week, uh, and the brackets were posted. The first round will all take place on that one night on June 24th. And then the rest of the tournament will all take place one night back to back to back on July 4th at glory to determine who will be the new United States champion. And let's go over some of those matches. We have Kyle Kemp and Dane Preston, Noble Savage and Kennedy Matthews, Hajit versus Lizzie Hope. Blaze versus Walter. Ryan Walter. Elias versus QDT. Wade Moore versus Magic Maddox. Barry Ray Buford and KOS. And T.O. Blaze versus Jacob Lister. So, looking at, this, looking at this bracket, do we want to just give very quick, dirty predictions on each of these matches for next week? I'm not asking to go through the entire bracket, although if you do have a winner pick for the whole thing right now, you are more than welcome to say who it is, but uh, just going down the line for these first few matches and just talk about them real quick while there's while we have the chance. Well, yeah, I think uh, one of the sleeper ones is probably going to be Elias and a QDT. Oh, yeah. Well, do, do we want to talk about that whole situation now? It's probably the best point. To yeah, we about. can. So, uh, yeah. It was announced late on the boards that the tournament would have the 3K cap that is normally what United States title matches are contested under. Ryan Elias uh, did not know that, and he yeah. posted his shit super early, which I will give him credit for because not everyone will post their shit on, like, a Tuesday when most people do it on, like, a Sunday or Saturday. He got it shit yeah. done real yeah. early. It was fucking wildin'. <laughs> he was wildin'. Unfortunately, he went 900 words over the word cap. and that, there was... I feel bad for that, too, because, like, I, I private message him, like, all, all the time, and I probably should have told him. You know, I, I didn't think he was going to write that quickly, either. 
Yeah, but uh, I don't think. Any, yeah, I don't that, think I feel a little responsible for that. I, I probably should have told him. Yeah, I, I'm in the yeah. camp that feels bad for him because, like, yeah, it's it's hard when you're not a part of the Facebook group and you don't hear these these pieces of news like the moment it gets like announced, like you have to wait on the board like a little bit, and usually that's yeah. not a problem, but. For Elias to just bang us out super quickly, it actually hurt it hurt him in the long run. But I'm glad that torture allowed him to yeah, get his shit sure. edited and trimmed down and whatnot. I know that's a special case, and I know that Tort says that he's done this multiple times. But in this case, I do think that it was just a mistake on Ryan's part, and it wasn't meant out of malice. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't trying to get an edge or anything. He just didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just for future efforts for everything, every contender tournament, every contender match, the contendership matches will always follow the same RP and guidelines as the title matches would. Just yeah. to just to clear up that confusion in advance for anything else ever. Just if it's a, if it's anything related to contendership, just just stay in the limit for uh, what you would do if you were in a title match. Thank you, Mr. Admin. Yeah, sometimes I actually uh, do shit that isn't awful. Now go back in your no-no box. (laughs) But uh, I I do agree. Lucky Uh, you, Daddy. QDT and Elias will be a sleeper match, as also will be Barry Ray Buford and KOS, because the handlers of these two characters are magnificent, especially Barry Ray Buford. You haven't... uh, Lizzie, you haven't really seen Barry as his other character, Dune and WCF. That character mm-hmm. was a monster. And oh, really? Hopefully Barry can also be a monster. Um, yeah, I like that character a lot. He, he uh, reminded me of a lot of people I know, because I, I live in Texas, and I'm a Texas Longhorn fan, so <laughs> I kind of connect with kind of um, connect with that character a lot, but I've only read two RPs from him. So uh, Are we going to talk about fucking football on this podcast? <laughs> no. Uh, Nobody asked me anything about my Longhorns, so Also, uh, real quick, one last shout-out to my boy Tio, Jake, Tio versus Jacob Lister. That is a, that's like a classic WCF type of matchup, and I'm here for it because Jacob has been on a bit of a roll with what he does, and Tio is yeah. Tio, so uh, I don't... Hopefully... Uh, yeah, hopefully next week we'll you'll get your first glimpse of the excellence that is Tio. But uh, that's the tournament. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm excited about that. Oh yeah. So and uh, I'm also excited about basically having a buy here in in week one. That's that was pretty generous of, of torture. It, it was. I know he hates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering why he let you go up against Haji. By the way, we have to talk about Haji later in the show. Oh yeah, he has holy like a shit! Turn. <laughs> holy shit! So uh, that should be fun. It will yeah. be a fun RP to write. Uh, back to the segment at hand, though. Camille uh, announces that tonight's Fatal Four Way for the number one contendership is no disqualifications. Yay! Sweet. Also, probably like the biggest one and the one that <laughs> in because here's the thing. I was told by Torture ahead of time that after Evolution, Beach Crew would be done. I didn't, th- I, I didn't, because I, I, when I thought about it, I initially thought, oh, so they're just going to break up, they're going to do like some sort of like dissension storyline. No, Camille's like literally like, Jared Holmes, yeah. you're fired, everyone else, <laughs> Beach Crew is done, if you help each other, Bad. you're suspended for 60 days, you get yeah. a man hammer. 
<laughs> and it oh, made, it showed up today. And it made me think. God, in character, Seth Lurch just let Beach Crew happen. He didn't put a foot down on any of it. He just let it happen. And like, we spent the whole reign of terror of Beach Crew and WCF being like, how do we stop this stable of like monster heels? And they're just wrecking shit everywhere. We didn't think to just ask the owner to make it stop. <laughs> like, oh, literally, no. literally, this segment is Beach Crew being, we're Beach Crew, and Camille going, no, you're not. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, I didn't see that, that coming at all. Yeah. Uh, uh, a bit of a brawl breaks out. Yada yada yada, and I think that's the oh the one more final announcement, and this one popped me is Camille saying that uh, Lockhart, you better wipe that dumb face off because you are defending your world championship against Bobby Rage tonight, and that match starts right now. <laughs> Bobby Rage looks happy as fucking. <laughs> I fucking missed that line. Holy shit. Uh, I love. I love shit like this when the world title match goes on first out of the gate. Uh, and so our opening match is for the World Heavyweight Championship. Ryan Lockhart versus Bobby Rage. Robert Anger. Oh, I am still an unabashed Bobby Rage fan. I actually took a look at his RP and it was... <sighs> uh, what do you call him? Like a, a rap... Dipped in ranch dressing or something? Something like that. that. <laughs> uh, let, me, right. I, let me get some coffee. I need some coffee for this match. <laughs> uh, so. He kicks the shit out of him, too. <laughs> he does. Uh, there's a point where it almost seems like Bobby Rage will actually win the world title. <laughs> Bill's like, shit fire, we have a new world champion. Can you imagine the universe where week after Evolution 2, Ryan Lockhart loses the world title to Robert Anger. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Honestly, it'd be it'd be fitting. It uh it would open Lee up to go back to the Alpha Division where he fucking belongs. Where he fucking belongs. <laughs> <laughs> the division that no longer exists because that is where he belongs, not on the roster. <laughs> By himself. Fucking <laughs> chan. <laughs> it's like Kumia comes out and like gives the whole uh, Vince McMahon Ric Flair spiel Ryan Lockhart the next time you lose a match your career is over <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, man. so uh, Ryan Lockhart wins uh, despite getting rage slammed a ton of times and uh, <laughs> retains the belt even though he is now beach crewless Good for, Good for, for Ryan. Poor one out for a beach crew. One of the legendary stables of history. What a fucking time and a half, and it ended very abruptly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, the, uh, the fucking beach crew memorial <laughs> post on the <laughs> boards that uh, fucking Lee made. Oh. Fucking Wade comes in as Wesley. <laughs> 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 Y'all see the fucking Wesley post? 
I up. forgot it, but let me pull I it up. I want to pull uh, it up because I want I want to see exactly what he said. I thought they posted uh, it. I didn't uh, you either die a hero or live long enough oh, to yeah. see yourself become <laughs> Chase Wilds. R.I.P. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> AW will miss your mer <laughs> merchandise revenue before too long to revive you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> thank you, bless. Thank you, base guru daddy. I'm gonna come out. On, I'm gonna I'm go out on a limb and say that Wesley is bar none the funniest character in action wrestling. Oh, three hundred percent. Oh man. <laughs> so uh, coming up next, we have a Harry Diderot segment. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Comes out action wrestling. Hey, Dub, how we feeling? How we doing on this glorious Monday night? That is a false. No Monday nights are glorious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say this All as right. fast as I can. Full preacher strong. Melt like chocolate ice cream. Lord knows we're ready for that summer on peach tea at time. Can we get an amen? A chorus of a amen. 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 Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> I've taken over the pastor's pulpit because i got a few things to say. Hey, Doug. We in the wrong these last weeks, and your boy Hippo been the problem all along. So let me write that wrong before we go any further. Because from that darkness comes his light. We all know that darkness come for us all. Another disembodied chorus of first. There's <laughs> like a like a bunch of voices like backstage like, mm -hmm, amen, amen. <laughs> well, your Hippo back, and with Carnage being my last show on contract, thought it'd be about time we got things on track. And we're going to save some lives along the way. Going to bring that good word back to the darkness. You better know it coming. Mm-hmm. Hippo Harry Diderot ain't going to be an afterthought with the juggernauts. Going to testify between them ropes and rectify where the good lost hope. We alive in this world, but without your common man, going to be sons and daughters of common sin. About time someone said enough, man. Now put your hands up. A revolution coming, everybody. Oh, y'all better listen up. Because the last days of Dieter are about to just fade with darkness. We all going to see the truth and rise into that fantastic light. Boys, we on an ultra light beam. Alright, now, uh, now do that in the Jamaican accent. <laughs> <laughs> you put out a Dieter ain't going to be an afterthought with the juggernaut. Going to test the fire between the ropes and wreck the fire with the good loss. We are laughing this world, man, but we're not a common man. Gonna be sons of dollars will come and sin. But time someone said enough, man. I'll put your hands up. A revolution come on, everybody. All y'all better lighten up. As the last days of Diderot and Butter just fade with darkness. We all gonna see the truth and rise into that fantastic light. Amen. Let me sip my coffee really quick, because I need it. <laughs> Both times I've asked you to do that, I didn't expect you to actually do that. It was actually pretty damn good, too. What do you expect of me, to just say no? Yeah. You don't know me well enough, Corey. I will always do it, because, A, it is kind of fun to do, and also, I enjoy hearing the guests say, wow, I wasn't expecting it to be that good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah every time I hear you do it, it fucking works. <laughs> okay, so... Corey. Yeah, what up? I'm reading your messages in the Skype chat, and you said that, that Barry Ray Buford is not Dune. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert, it isn't. So I've been completely wrong in my prediction that he was Dune based, based 
on the fact that he fucking asked me about the Laps Fan Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to get to those messages you've been sending. It's my well, first time with the Well, here's the thing. Barry, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, I sincerely apologize. I have been really <laughs> wrong. <laughs> hey, he's been hyping you up, though. I've been hyping That's you good. up as someone that you're not, and that's not fair to you, and I apologize. There was one thing I found out, though, looking through all those um, those micros. I didn't know he was Wikipedia, man, first. Okay, I think I know who it is now that I remember that as Wikipedia, man. I I, I know who it is now. I, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, you know, I can't still, take, still I can't, very Still be good, but uh, still, not Dune. Still very good, but he's not Dune. He's... <laughs> He's he's a different person. Uh, be, when if I get the okay to say who it is later, I will. But I don't want to do that right now. But I will say if I do get the okay, I'll probably be making some kind of animal noise. <laughs> Definitely don't tell me. I I leak a lot of shit on accident. Yeah, and you you don't know this person. You just don't. Yeah. You know them as. I'll see the man. name. I'll see the name if you send it to both of us, and I'll be like, oh, it's this person. And I won't even know who uh, it is. I know who it is now, but yeah, uh, I apologize, yeah. my dude, for hyping <laughs> you up more than you were, were expecting me to. But yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I mostly uh, put that in the chat so you wouldn't read it out loud. But uh, here we are. Okay. Oh, well, <laughs> but it's not a fucking big deal. I'm pretty sure they're open. Obviously, you know, we're gonna keep it. Barry's still good, though. Yeah, Barry's still good. Barry's yeah, still that, good. that RP that I read uh, for the pay-per-view, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Well, moving on, we have a fatal four-way match. RJ Collins versus... Who the fuck is Al Envy? <laughs> versus Chad Wagner versus Lisa Foster. Now, uh, Chad Wagner and Lisa Foster. I believe that Lisa Foster is actually coming back after a hiatus. I don't... I think yeah, I, I was around when she was doing her thing. Is she anyone that I would know? I don't believe so, off the top of my head. Okay. Was she any good in her time? Yeah. Okay. Good to have you back, Lisa. Uh, I I assume that Chad Wagner is a newbie. Believe so. All right. Welcome to the Fed, Chad Wagner. Uh, Al Chad. The man, the myth, the legend himself. Who the fuck is this guy? So, uh, <laughs> I believe I already explained the origins of Al Envy last week with Corey Black, but Al Envy uh, appears to be here to actually take care of business, and I uh, appreciate that. He'll probably be doing stuff with his boy L8 Johnny Styles and RJ, Lock on stuff. RJ Collins is a new character. I do know who this person is. I won't say who they are, but uh, welcome to the Fed, RJ as we go on into the match itself, and it is RJ Callens taking up the win, covering Lisa Foster. Um, so, good match for RJ, and uh, yeah, good shit. Yeah, he has a fun uh, throwback type of character. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that um, thought his, his work was pretty cool. It's pretty fun. Absolutely. Yeah. We got another, and it's always good to have another big boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We need uh, 408 and overweight to start happening. So, <laughs> Best of the super big boys. Best of the super big boys. <laughs> Moving on, we have uh, 
Oh, it's here's that set we were talking about earlier. It's Chase, Chase motherfucker <laughs> coming in to hype his win against the uh, his win in the second annual Prince Jimmy Dean Memorial Battle Royale. Uh, what an incredible battle royale that was! It featured Lil Nas X, Billy Ray Cyrus, Joel Embiid. <laughs> How do you pronounce that name? Uh, basketball person. Embiid, right? Uh, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. Embiid. Uh, I don't watch the NBA. Average yeah, Bob, and of course, WCF's Rick Madden, and NBW's Vincent Pride. By the way, uh, there's one good NBA meme that I do know, and it's a picture of Adam Silva, and it says, Adam Silva looks like the kind of person to wake up at 3 a.m. to sneak into the pantry and eat raw pasta. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Just fucking at me. <laughs> ah, cut that music. Colorado Spring, what's up, baby? Now that I'm officially in the record books for winning a badass battle royal, and of course in memory of one of the all-time greats, Prince Jimmy Dean, it's time for me to put my eyes on the prize and look forward to that United States Championship Tournament. Pop. I'm putting my name in it, and then, bom. It's <laughs> Petrov. Petrov. Jesus, Petrov. Jesus' friend Petrov. I say congratulations to Jesus' friend. I know I speak on behalf of Team Friendship. We are <laughs> congratulating you. You are well deserved. And then, oof, Hajit, as he clubs Petra from behind. Oh my god, so much spit just came out of my mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hajit hits Chase with meet my knees. Damn. Uh, Chris Avery shouts, what the hell is he doing? And then two Indian twin men get into the ring and fly Khajiit as he has a microphone. <laughs> He has suddenly become the modern-day Maharaja. <laughs> Love him. I'm no longer restricted to the American script and you, uh, and what you want me to be. Oh, he's talking different. <laughs> so <no> racist. <laughs> <laughs> this segment's so racist. I'm no longer a slave to action wrestling and who they think I should be. I'm no longer their token for an Indian man they can just trot out for fun and giggles because the jokes are over. The fun stops now. This is Tisha Patel and his twin brother Tita Patel, the Patel brothers, who have been training in Tripura under my new kingdom. And we are here to put a stop to your stupid American jokes and games. Boo. <laughs> Damn. You get fat on McDonald's, you drink your sweet teas and your Cokes, and you sit there and boo me, a far superior man than you will ever be. I am now the king of Trapura. Don't believe me? I will tell you right now that I broke my father's back last week, and I punched my mother in the face, and she bowed down to the new king. And she... <laughs> Damn. He's ruthless. I don't like this at all. That dumb voice you heard me speak all these years, that was jokes made by dumb Americans. I was putting up a mirror to your shit society and showing you that you're all fat and stupid and ignorant. <laughs> Get Chase up. It's time for the winner of the second annual Memorial Battle Royal to go face to face with a steel chair. And then big, he, uh, he hits big, him with the, the steel chair, yes. Big Muhammad Hassan energy. Big Muhammad Hassan energy. Oh, boy. And here's the thing. He's going to more likely get taken out of the story quicker because they have more terrorist attacks these days and more mass shootings. <laughs> By the way, speaking of mass shooting, I'll get to that in the questions later, but... <laughs> now, Damn. Pe now, Petrov, you are my friend. You are my best friend, but it was built on lies. You're a walking, talking android with no brain cells, and I can't wait to snap you in half and cut your motherboard. Get him up! <laughs> Jesus. 
Petrov gets Wait. his head slammed with his chair. Get him back up. Meets my knees. And as for this trophy, well, I'm the first and only winner, if you ask me. He meets my knees on the trophy <laughs> and breaks it in half. <laughs> I love Very how this got fucked up in the writing, but Hashit gets up and poses in the middle of the ring as one oh. creepy terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> and Patel brothers kneel no, down and spread their arms high into the air as they all three pose. What the hell is I any of this? I saying all that. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? So, uh, <laughs> uh, best heel turn ever. Yeah, that one's pretty damn good. Oh, Everyone man. I wasn't expecting it. I was not expecting it, and I loved every moment of it. Good job, Port. <laughs> oh, next up we got Kyle Kemp versus Kennedy Matthews versus QTT. QDT. This was a really, um, really hard... I'm I'm sure it was. I don't judge, but I'm pretty sure this was a really hard match to to judge. All three of those role plays were really good. I assume it was hard to judge, but I didn't read any of these three role plays. That doesn't surprise hey. me. <laughs> so so Corey, how hard was it to judge this match? I didn't judge this fucking match. All right then. <laughs> I mean, what do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> I want you to do your admin duties. God damn it. I do my admin duties when they fucking tell me to. <laughs> all right. And they didn't fucking tell me to do this shit. As oh. someone who reads all the RPs, I can assure you this one was most likely a really hard match to judge. No, I, I believe it, especially with the people involved in this match, especially Kyle Kemp, especially Kim Kyle Matthews. Kemp. Kyle Kemp. Kyle Kemp is the boy, and he needs to needs to do well in that tournament. I think it will. I think oh. this one's kind of tailor-made for, for his style. Yeah. And also, QDT. Uh, he needs yeah. to, he's he's going to get some momentum after that. Lost to Wade at Evo, so this is going to be good if he can do well in that tournament. So. And he, Kennedy is, Kennedy, Kennedy's got a lot of momentum going with the family. The fam. The yeah, she really brought it this week. Dang. That was one of her one of her better ones that I've seen since I've been here. God. But uh, in this match, it's Kyle Kemp getting the win, making Kennedy tap out for the submission win. Good on him. Hell yeah. yeah. Next up, we have a J-Mac segment, a very short J-Mac segment. Basically, uh, he got asked to be on Slam. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking love J-Mac. I'm going to go just... Commit Sudoku right now. I'll be right back. I need to stop making this mistake. What? I said slam instead of clash for the third show in a row. Oh shit! I didn't even notice it. <laughs> I don't know what slam is, so I never catch it. Slam was the name of the uh, WCF weekly show. Uh -huh. Okay. Makes sense. So on this episode of Clash, Kamiya asked J Mac to be on the show and promptly forgot to book him an opponent. So. She just tells him to go out there and puts a mystery opponent in front of him. And I forgot who the mystery opponent was, so we'll, we'll see who it is. Oh, it's fucking yes. K-O. Oops. It's K-O-S. It's Koss. Oh, he it's... wants to pronounce it, and he said, uh, Koss, I think? Koss? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so... and, I was, and I was like, that's stupid, it's an acronym. I thought it was an acronym, too. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, was I mean, it is. I was confused with uh, K-R-S-1. 
That's that is a deep uh, no cut. I, I appreciate that cut, but uh, what does what, what does cusp stand for? If it's an acronym, uh, King, King of, of slabs. slabs. King of slabs. Yeah. All right. Sorry, that's my dog. No, it's fine. Look, this is a this is a dog friendly podcast. You, you <laughs> all, all right. know that. But uh, yeah, yeah. Kyle's getting the easy victory over J Mac. In something for J Mac. It's something that feels a bit too meta, but... <laughs> this is masochism. Blue mist to the eyes from J-Mac. <laughs> oh, boy. Coming up next, we got... The Boy Walter versus Ariel Shadows. Oh, man. Poor girl. So, let's see. Poor I girl. I, yeah, poor Ariel. But I do enjoy Ariel coming out to Gravel Pit. By Wu Tang. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking. That's fucking sick. Uh, I can't lie. I will always mark out for Wu Tang, but. Uh, Wu Tang. Uh, <laughs> Wu Tang. <laughs> Wu Tang. Uh, so uh, Walt is. Uh, I we can say who Walter is. Walter is Stephen Singh from the Dub. Uh, yeah. And uh, he is very good. He's uh, a very big boy. He is very big boy as Walter. And seeing him win is not too surprising. But do we want to talk about the uh, the traps and shadows thing going on? Uh, Joey, I don't know. Uh, I think it just needs some time away. Um, yeah, I think that's really all that needs to be said about it. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, we don't really need to get too into the uh, the deets on this shit. Yeah, but as long as he keeps doing micros in the in the meantime, that's awesome. Yeah. What, all that I'll say about it is that uh, I appreciate uh, all the effort that he has put into this fed already via the micros. Yeah. Because ever since he joined up, the micros have been kind of like a like a staple of this fed. And it's, I kind of want to do a, a roster page with all of them. Um, yeah. I wanted yeah. to have it done while like as a surprise with this podcast, but I didn't have a chance to to do it. But yeah, I kind of want to just link all of them up to the bios and put it all out there and I'll tell torture that I'll I'll keep it updated and stuff but well shit we'll see. I hope you pull that off and uh yeah uh, and Trapson uh hope you come back soon take all the time you need to to recharge I really love that Ariel Shadow's character too oh, I think she's fucking fun as hell and Walter like uh, I, I I have a thing for like when uh, someone has like a handler you know like someone speaking for him so, oh yeah yeah, there's a, a character run by I forgot which one of the Minnesota brothers ran, but his name was uh, Preacher Camon. Preacher Camon. Talking about? Yeah, Preacher Camon. Yeah, that's it Gable. Was, yeah, Gable. Um, like Gable ran this character named Preacher Camon, who was um, mute, and he was also, I believe, uh, he was deaf. Yeah, yeah. he was deaf. Yeah. So he was deaf and he was mute, and he had a handler who spoke for him and cut promos for him, and he would just go out into the ring and, and wrestle. Yeah, those are always really interesting. I feuded with one of those types for a while in my other one. Yeah, if you can pull it off, it's super yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, <clears throat> moving on, we got Ryan Elias versus Jacob Lister versus Lizzie Hope. Hey! That's you. That's you. First off, did y'all like the um, the complaint that she filed? on the, <laughs> oh, the, the, the various... Yeah, co- the complaint fucking was... Died. Fucking hilarious! Like <laughs> Jacob Lister has a known history of violence against women. I do not, I do not want this. 
Uh, so Lizzie actually has a little time to talk before this match starts. Uh, do you want Do you want to read this out as Lizzie or? Uh, sure, I can. All right. Oh fuck. All right. Well, first off, I have a brand new entrance that I had fun writing. Like she tears up signs in front of. What a, what a fucking screaming children. Between children, yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking heel. What a heel. Oh, oh, fuck, damn, is, that the first, is that the first what a heel of this uh, incarnation of the Pridecast? Fuck. No, he'll G. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I, I've said it before. This is not the first uh, time that I've said that. I say that multiple times. Usually, 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 usually in response to Dream Daddy Wesley. <laughs> I mean, he is, he is the epitome of what a heel. What a heel. <laughs> the cheapest of heat. It's so good. Anyway, back on topic. Yeah, so um, I just wanted to have her do her first uh, official like address as a heel. So um, she just comes out with the to kind of like just antagonize them before beforehand. And I guess I'll read it. I'm sorry, I don't have a, a girl voice, but all right. So Hit it's that uh, set, oh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Too many cigarettes, I can't... Inject oh, estrogen okay. directly into your veins. <laughs> Alright, All right, so she starts off saying, uh, I'm no Judas, you know. Um, this is what had to happen. If I'm going to be world champion someday, and soon I might add, then I had to make a splash. I had to get my name on the marquee, and I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, yeah, that's my Texan accent. I always write it into there. Yeah. Everyone, yeah, everyone here tonight, everyone watching at home, at home, you supported me and you cheered me on, and at the time I needed that, and I appreciated it. But when I got to thinking, it all became clear. You guys were all chains on my ankles, pulling me underwater, and finally I released you and floated to the surface, revived. And everyone who stood behind the good girl, the same people who cheer, cretins like Blister over here, you're sinking to the depths of hell, and I will not let you drag me down with you. Not anymore. I really like Blister. <laughs> <laughs> it's a running joke I've had since the, since the character was introduced. <laughs> Jacko Blister. Yep. That's the way I saw it. I always saw his screen name because it was all one word. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> all right. So continuing on from that uh, little thing that she did, I try to get out of this match. I think I provided a clear factual case as to why this match would be de detrimental to me and what I'm trying to do achieve. But you know what? I've learned blisters all bark, no bite. Learn, he's already been neutered once by strong women. Who's to say I won't do it again? This is probably not the wisest decision. She's poking the beast and will unleash oblivion if she continues. And then Lister, of course, tries to scare me. I'm like, nope, nope, not scared of you. Nice try. You're not worth my time or my energy, you deviance, and I shouldn't even give you the satisfaction of stepping into the ring with me. But I will. I'll concede. Blister, Ryan, you'll finally get your hands on all of this, but I hope I didn't. I hope you didn't forget to tuck it back. I hate to have you feel your trouser snakes brushing up against me. But I wouldn't be me if I didn't protect myself, you know. This body right here is a big investment, and I'll be damned if I let you two freak shows ruin it. And then I do a fake royal family coming out to help me out. And you didn't think I'd put my girls in harm's way for you, did you? Oh, no. But that doesn't mean I didn't take precautions. I'm a woman of my word, and after getting a hundred grand paycheck for showing up to Evolution, I had to add an extra little cash to spend. And then that's when Dagger's introduced. Uh, it's good to see the gimmick of hired henchmen actually being used as hired henchmen. Uh, good shit, Dagger. 
I'm always a bit of a mark for stuff like the APA and like the Shield, where their gimmick is just hired goons. Yeah. <laughs> who, who bounce from client to client, so. Yeah, I didn't even know. Uh, I mean, I had read their profile. I didn't really realize that they hadn't debuted yet, but when he responded on the Twitter post, I was like, yeah, this this might be fun. This might be Hell fun yeah. to, to implement. But we, uh, we got another fun written match by Oblivion. Um, yeah. Lots of whams and whoosh whams. <laughs> oh, shit. One, two, three, no! <laughs> <laughs> the crowd is saying all that, of course. Yes. One, two, <laughs> three, whoosh wham. <laughs> and uh, in the end, with no hope for the hopeless, Lizzie Hope gets the win. Uh, yeah, Lister over, over Ryan Elias. So, uh, yeah, Lister had like a, a crazy moonsault that landed on Elias, and Elias had a chance to take Lizzie out, but kind of balked at the opportunity. It was it's pretty cool, pretty cool uh, way to continue what me and Ryan have been doing, and we had like a believable finish in there. Moving on, it's the return of the boy, Andre Jensen. Aw, oh, shit. Business partner to our very own San Kidsgrove. Uh, it is I, Andre Jensen. Some of you may be wondering what I'm doing here. I mean, after the incident that we don't talk about with the bad dice and those damn infernal dwarves, everyone thought I was done. Heck, I thought I was done. My dice and I, we were moving on, making movies with my good friend Sam who is recovering well at home. Hope you will get soon. get well soon, buddy. I haven't spoken to him yet, but I'm sure he wants to give you all a warm thanks, like a positive. Anyway, enough babbling from me. I'll be brief, because I'm going to be in the Cruiserweight division. I only have, like, 700 pages to talk with, but I'll try to be discreet. I shall start with the reading of the letter. Takes out a letter on parchment. To Jensen, Lord of Kim. That's me, by the way. I regret to inform you that your application to Hogwarts... Oh, wait, no, not, not the letter. <laughs> ah, this is the right one. It's from Tort. Tort. When you say Tort in that accent, it sounds like uh, a slur. What? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a slur. Uh, what are you getting at, you Tort? Damn. Rip. Tort, you do realize we're on CBS. I have to redact all the swearing. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jensen playing up the being on CBS and not being able to swear man. <laughs> you should do better, man, really. You're setting an example. Anyways, I digress. It says, Andre, I am redacted, redacted, busy, and have no redacted time for redacted, redacted from you. If you want to redacted, redacted in the redacted cruiserweight division, then do it. I'm not your redacted dad. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm not gonna make that joke. <laughs> not because I don't I don't want to, but like it's too clunky to fit into anything, and I am a, a good dad. <laughs> yes, you can go out and dress a redacted crowd. Just keep it redacted brief, okay? Like redacted 700 words or some redacted. Can you redacted do that? Oh, and stop redacted leaving arrows everywhere. You redacted. <laughs> So does he just leave arrows lying around like a like a trail of breadcrumbs? <laughs> I'm dead. I'm sleep. <laughs> he opens his book, puts it away again, then fishes it out again to check it. See, was English correct? And the book had lied to him. It has happened before. He goes right. He goes white. Rolls a d20 twice. Oh, words, not page. Shit. 
Oh, sorry, swearing. My bad. With the commentator saying that, I'll make it a 5-2. No, I forgot to carry the 1. Uh, 3 four, six. <laughs> uh, God, that helps. So well written, this, this yeah, little segment. Good stuff. Anyway, I was out here to say hi, really, and to announce my signing for AW on a permanent performance contract. I mean, you've seen me before, but that was in my capacity to be friends with Kidsgrove rather than anything I do myself, and I am grateful for the opportunity to be out here. I mean, you don't see new faces around here very often, and this is one of the rare times that you will see someone come to this organization. So any new talent is a bonus, really. Yeah. The fact is, I'm glad that we have a good, healthy competition in WCF. I used to be there, and... 466. Sorry, can you repeat that? What do you mean it's closed? When did that happen? <laughs> Everyone there is here? You what? No, that can't be correct, sir. I mean, if it was then, my good friend Dio would have told me. He was here last week? Stop using my word count. Good day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everyone from WCF is here. Ah, I see. Well, I'm here as well, and I'm announcing that I'm going to be a cruiserweight competitor. That explains a lot. Can you explain it to me? Later, we're, ha I, we're taking up his word count. <laughs> Five, seven, no, eight, three. Unbelievable, guys. Honestly, I'm trying to talk to my people here. Anyway, I hope to have good matches with fun moments here in WCF. I'll represent the Cruiserweight division with pride. I'll represent Kim with pride. I present you all with pride and joy in my heart. Together we can change the Cruiserweight division. We can make it stand for excellence, and we can take it to new heights within this business. My objective, and it is a lofty one, make no mistake about it, I was talking to the people about this objective the other day, and they said, no, it cannot be done, absolutely not. They said I must be crazy. And then the counter hits 700, and a klaxon goes <laughs> off. Oh, man. That was longer than... When you read 700 words, it is a bit longer than you expect it to be. So... But, uh... That is well, yeah, it was, so, it was really well written. It was really oh, entertaining. Oh, it that was. Jensen, that gimmick. <laughs> Jensen is an awesome writer, and the actual Andre yeah. Jensen gimmick is a favorite of mine, because... Yeah. That was really fun. I, I play D and D, and he hits on all the beats of a T and D player, mm -hmm. like rolling two D twenty and all that. So I'm I'm very glad to hear that Andre Jensen is part of the cruiserweight division. That cruiserweight division is getting stronger and stronger by the day. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of cruiserweight, moving on, we have the cruiserweight championship match: Daniel Westbrook versus our boy Derek Vaden, friend of the podcast. Yeah. Oh man. He's really stepping into into um to the leadership role of that division too. Yeah, and it's, really uh, well. uh, especially with those segments from before where people will literally like come knocking on his door asking for him to help them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, man, so the match itself kind of ends uh very quickly. Vaden gets the win, gets a good first defense, and then a voice comes on the PA and says, "Champ, congrats! That's real good work you did there." But there's a problem. And it's J.P. Blackstone. Uh, I do not know who yeah. J.P. Blackstone is. Same um, here. Man. And unfortunately, the one person in this call who would know who J.P. Blackstone <laughs> had to step out. So I unfortunately have no context as to who this is, but I'm assuming he's a former Cruiserweight competitor. Vaden, it dawns on me that you might not know who I am. It's been a while since we've been in the, on the scene in action wrestling, after all. You know, what's the serious part of being the champion is that no matter what you do, no matter how good you are, there is always a target on, well, a target's on your back. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Leaving so soon? No, no, no. The last time you were here in Action Wrestling, Miss Monster there... Oh, you didn't officially meet, but that woman up there, you know, the one that just punted your little punk ass out of the ring, that's Miss Monster. And before your little buddy QAT has the, was the champion of your so-called cruiserweight division, Miss Monster was the champion of the 201 division. Wouldn't you know it, she never got a rematch. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, as much as I hate this, she's right, and Miss Monster never got her rematch for the 201, sorry, cruiserweight title. Uh... Chris, every saying there has to be a time limit on the rematch clause. <laughs> you would think. You would. You would I mean, think. I, but uh, yeah, I, I've read back through like a lot of the history, and I don't even remember seeing any um, reference to her at all. But we were watching. But she seems vicious. Oh yeah, she seems vicious. We were watching Evolution Two from home, and we saw your win for the ages, champ, Miss Monster, and I. Well, we got to talking, and we decided it was time for her to claim her rematch. And we want it now, Vaden. Oh, I remember the this event now because the fucking mad lad Derek Vaden's like, you want a rematch? You know what? I barely broke a sweat in my first title event. Why not make two for two tonight? Let's do this. Oh yeah, big push. Got big rocket strapped to the moon. Derek Vaden taking on two people on one night. Uh, and uh, yep, here it is, cruiserweight championship. Miss Monster versus Derek Vaden. Oh man, that is Derek Vader. I, I wonder how I wonder how this specific segment came about. Like, if it was just pitched to Derek, or if like it just kind of happened and like tort input like this ending into this. But uh, right, if he even knew about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, if he if Derek even knew about it. But um, uh, the match. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this where this lady goes if she yeah and being like an active member or or what, but. And uh, <clears throat> one, two, three, Derek Vaden wins two matches in a row on the same night. What a boy. Derek. Oh, yeah. Look at my arm, Chris. Those are goosebumps. Incredible title defense for Derek <laughs> Vaden tonight. Wow, I'm wildly impressed. <laughs> uh, that is the good shit. Good job, Derek Vaden. You are making us all proud. What a boy. Um, yeah. So moving on, a very important match for implications later we have scott slayer versus james wolf uh, i can't remember his rules uh no right it doesn't look like it it does not say that it is under hardcore rules it is okay. a normal match and for this normal match we get a win by james wolf yep so he gets so it's a, clean yeah he gets a title match against Corey Bull for the Hardcore Championship. Good shit, homie. Then Corey makes an appearance. Yeah, he is in the ring all of a sudden. Uh, and just kind of makes his presence known. Hardcore Mexican standoff. I'm not sure what that means. Oh, do you know what the Mexican standoff is? Is it a wrestling reference? Because if not, or if it is, I don't know. No, I don't want it's that. a it's actually a reference to, to old like movies like what a Mexican standoff is. You ever seen like like the good, the bad, and the ugly, or any sort of western oh. scene where it's like a bunch of guys are pointing guns at each other and like no one wants to shoot the bullet because that makes sense. The moment that they shoot, then everyone else is gonna shoot and everyone's gonna fucking die. I like skin, and I didn't know that. It's not. It's like a. <laughs> It's a really weird trope. I really like the trope because it, yeah. like, it, it's a very, like, tense and cool trope, but, like, 
I don't know exactly if it's like I think they only call it the Mexican standoff because it was used mostly in Western movies that took place in Mexico. Oh, okay, makes sense. It's so like one guy, like guy A, points a gun at gun B. Gun B points a gun at gun uh, guy C. Guy C points a gun at gun at guy A, and it's like a weird mix of guns and all that. So, so that's what the Mexican standoff is. You learn some things on the podcast. Yeah. Appreciate the knowledge, man. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right. Oh, I'm getting a on message. From Huh? Oh, oh, cool. All right. Um, Corey uh, won't be coming back on the podcast uh, tonight, yeah. be a, but uh, he is going to see his, uh, quote, nephew, whomst was just born, so. Mm. Congratulations, Stubb family. All right. Moving yeah. on, we've got a match that carried over from one of the pre-show matches from Evolution, we have Dane Preston versus L.A. Johnny Styles. Yeah, this one's actually been a, a feud that was building since uh, that tag team match a few weeks ago, too. Yeah. With, uh, uh, with Lissy and Freya. Yeah, it's but. a big feud. Um, and it's I think that this is getting both guys over. It's a really good like low-card feud that's meant to get mm-hmm. both guys over because uh, I think of these guys just loaded from match to match they wouldn't get as noticed but now you got people talking about LA Johnny Styles and all that and eventually LA Johnny Styles is going to get Al Envy back on his side so that'll be the good shit yeah but uh, uh, this match carried over from the opening match of the pre-show where I believe it was Johnny Styles threw uh, Danny. Uh, Danny, yeah. Danny California into a spear from the other team and Dane Preston had to pin someone to get to get to get the win for their team because styles was sabotaging yeah his own team or something yeah it was, it was a strange strange little twist there yeah but uh at the end of this match dane gets his revenge and he actually gets the win over johnny styles so all right good job dane he gets a measure of revenge and he starts this fresh year with a win so i i'm guessing that we're in like a, a new calendar year for aw now that evo's done yeah. So, Makes you know, sense. This, this is this is good shit, and I hope that these two continue to go at it for a little bit longer. I would, I would like to see this go on for until like Glory or Carnage or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Let them have a proper finish. Yeah. Ooh, this is a big match. It's yeah. A, it's the television championship match: Roger Payton Jr. versus Claire Hawkins, and wouldn't you know it, Mister Novella himself, Christopher Morel, gets the win on a 1k word count limit and becomes television champion i'm really uh, excited to see what he does with uh oh yeah with in the future yeah because uh he's uh, he's like the the total package he is absolutely the total out package out. yeah and i think he's starting to get into the groove with this new character and he's starting to really really figure out what he wants to do with it and uh first off shout out to claire hawkins for yeah yeah that, she had a great that monster run. reign with the tv title that's the good. That's the stuff that good shit is made up. But uh, when you have fucking Joey Flash or the handler of Joey Flash holding the TV title, it's gonna be good because that man is. I would go so far as to say that he is a living legend of that last WCF era that happened. So. Oh okay. Yeah, I'm excited to see what 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 he does with this uh, with this count. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm sad for. Uh... 
for for the Claire Hawkins character, I I really like what how she writes her, and, and I thought that she's been really like elevated herself big time with uh with that reign. So yeah, and at the end, there's like a little handshake between Hawkins and yeah. Roger Payton. Yeah, they have so, they so, have a so rematch. Really... They have a rematch at Glory, I believe. Oh, at Glory? Oh, that's gonna yeah. be interesting. But um, yeah. So, we'll see how that rematch goes. Next up, we have a red, white, and bruised segment. Carly. That's Carly. You're right. We do deserve this. But you know who doesn't deserve it? All of you. Boo. <laughs> Get that heat right off you. Hell yeah. You don't deserve this because you're nothing but a bunch of hypocrites. I put my aspirations for singles gold on the back burner to enter a division that was dead. Fight Smart were the kings of a Dead division. Red, white, and bruised versus fight smart and made people take an interest in tag team wrestling. But every time we got screwed over and said something about it, you all said red, white, and bruised need to stop complaining and whining. When we pushed the cowboys from hell to the limits, you all continue to kiss their asses. And none of you have gave us a chance at evolution because the cowboys from hell were unbeatable. And yet we stand here, this new action wrestling tag team champions, and we won them without help from any of you. We've heard the same line over and over again since winning these championships, that it was because of the fans at Evolution. Funny, I didn't see any of you swing a chair, bust a table, or climb a ladder at Evolution. Like Carly said, we won these titles completely on our own. We won these titles without help from any of you. We are not your tag team champions, and you can take your We Deserve a Chance shove it where the sun don't shine. You're beneath our contempt. Jesus. You see, we went to hell to win these titles, and we'll go to hell to keep them, and whether you like it or not, the reign of wet, right, and bruised has begun, and we will hold them until we decide we don't need them anymore. But that won't be for a very long time. So all of you have to just accept it. I do gotta say, the tag division isn't dead anymore, though. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. That the, tl- that's Love and TFK. Oh God, you got you have the royal uh, family. You've got a fucking the Hollywood elite that's yeah. finally become a thing. I'm so yeah. excited for the Hollywood elite. <laughs> and then Odin and Noble came out of nowhere. I was like, what? Speaking of that, we have the next yeah. match. It's Shadow Love and TFK versus Four <laughs> and Noble Savage. Oh, <laughs> uh, so this is a. Partly coming up of TFK and Owens' match at uh, Evolution and partly being the introduction of the Hollywood elite. Now, um, Owen and Noble, are they a team to stay? Yeah, yeah, they are. They already have a profile up. I that, think they're called Savage, Savage Gods. That is yeah. fucking tight. Yeah. That's not <laughs> a team that I would think would actually work together, but in hindsight, it does make a lot of sense, and... And you already know how much I've been fucking uh, hyping on Hollywood Elite before they became right. things. So yeah, I'm very excited to see those. And uh, in this inaugural match for both teams, the uh, it looks like the Noble Savages, the uh, the Savage Gods. Get, I almost called them the Noble Savages. <laughs> uh, the Savage Gods get a win, and Odin pins TFK for the second straight week. Savage Gods are victorious. Yeah, I'm kind of sad TFK took the hit or oh, the the right. pan because um, I had him in my top five. I thought that yeah. was a really really good RP that he wrote. Yeah, but and the but sad all thing all four of those were fantastic. Yeah, so. the sad thing with a match like this is that 
all of them are really good, but someone has to take the pen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's unfortunate that it's TFK, but uh, I, I want to see both these teams join that already pretty nicely stacked tag division and just add to it and just make it yeah. more. So. Oh, All right, Zenden. <laughs> Zenden. Looks like we have a special setup going. I wonder what this is all about. And uh, Gone Guru by Life Seeker hits the PA and the crowd lights up with booze. Oh crap, what's he doing here? I suppose we'll find out soon enough. How's it going, Colorado? I was driving in and I saw the thick hell out of smoke. At first I thought it was 420, but when I got out and inhaled, I realized it was just the air. <laughs> Relax, guys. Smoke a blunt. Open your third eye. Because it's time for something very special. Something you all have the distinct honor and privilege of witnessing the birth of. Sign that reads the Zen Den appears. The Zen Den. That's right. The powers that be have seen fit to give me my own show. Probably for their own nefarious reasons. I don't trust the action wrestling cult of personality. But I know I can subvert the narrative. Perhaps if you're eager to listen, you can be as enlightened as I am. <laughs> now, they told me I had to have guests on the show. If it were up to me, we would read Feet of Clay and then do a uh, hot yoga for the recommended hour and a half. But for now, I'd like to introduce to you my very first guest. <laughs> I always... Oh god, my chair almost fell. <laughs> You got into that one. Oh, I got really into that one. Uh, I love, <laughs> I love Tio's music. Kickstart my heart is so good. Uh, so kicks on my heart. Uh, by Motley Crue hits the PA. Wesley sneers. The crowd goes nuts as Tio Blaze steps onto the stage. The man who rocked action wrestling when he debuted at Evolution is Wesley's first guest on the Zenden. What a coup! Welcome, Tio Blaze, to the Zenden. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, and if I could just let me enlighten you on T.O. Blaze, the king of all media, the cult of personality and living, breathing flesh. You made your fiery yet humble debut at Evolution, proclaiming no dominion over action wrestling. How very noble of you, T.O. What does the magnanimous T.O. Blaze have on his mind after Evolution? Wesley, I... Guru, Daddy. Wesley, I meant every word I said. I don't want to be handed any opportunities. I want to carry on exactly where I left off. I have seen what it means to stand at the top of the mountain, and I damn sure want to be back there. That's a good humble brag, my man. Anyways, now that you're in action wrestling, do you have your sights set on another night of unachievable, nigh on unachievable goal? Do you plan to win another world championship before you retire? Retire? Listen here, Drew Daddy. Guru Daddy. Right, right, Drew Daddy. Whatever. Laughter. I may be a world champion again. I may even be an action wrestling world champion one day. But right now, I want to fight. Hell, I'd be happy to get my ass kicked if that's what AEW has in store for me. But I want to face it head on. The hits just keep coming, folks. Let me ask you this. Do you think torture snagging up WCF contracts before they become latent is a savvy business maneuver or rookie mistake? I mean, it's no secret that morale in the WCF was at an all-time low. Do you think these... uh? unmotivated superstars like yourself will hit the same pitfalls in action wrestling that they did in wrestling championship federation listen up booty daddy guru and then he puts it. <laughs> i don't want it to get twisted wcf may have seen brighter days 
But even at the end, there was a core of talent carrying that company on our back. If it wasn't for the likes of Noble Savage, Alex Richards, who by the way is fighting for a world championship opportunity later tonight, that company must have gone might have gone under much sooner than it did. But if you think that just because WCF finally fell, that we weren't fighting every single day for every inch that we could, just to keep that glorious juggernaut going for even one more week, the people who see things that way are going to have quite a surprise when they see these WCF guys in the ring. You see, I don't label anyone as a WCF guy or a UCI guy or even an action wrestling guy. We're all here for one reason, and that is to kick each other's asses or die trying. And that same passion that helped us breathe life into WCF as long as we did, it is alive and well. And all we need is an opportunity to show it. Marvelously unbiased answer from Tio Blaze. question <laughs> before I let you coast backstage for the rest of the night. When do you think the Guru Daddy is going to get his due? What? I said, when do you think the Guru Daddy is going to get his due? Well, Wesley, let me say this. I know that people must be holding their breaths waiting for the moment where you finally get what you deserve, where everything finally goes right for the boogie daddy. Boogie daddy, damn it, now I'm doing it. They're waiting to see you finally reach that mountaintop that we all know you're capable of. But if you wrestle even half as good as you interview, they're going to suffocate. Just from talking to you even these few minutes, there's only one thing I have to say, one summation that could possibly make all of this make sense. And that is that the reason that you are in the ring talking to me right now is because management can't afford the liability insurance if we ever did a match. And out of respect for the company, I'm going to do them that favor. I'm going to conclude this little interview right now. Thanks for having me, Daddy Warbucks. And he leaves the ring. That was, like, really intense, really good. Uh, it was... Back and forth between the two of them. I, I, was, I was wondering what Tier would do when he got into AW because he had... So many options in front of him because he's such a yeah. like flexible guy, and I honestly hope that he has a feud with Guru Daddy because with a segment like this, this is just begging to start a feud, and I'm just yeah, it's a good um... I'm here for because Guru Daddy, this new gimmick is so is so good, it's so fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think you can um, kind of like get anyone over really if if uh, oh, yeah. these segments are the indication like oh, yeah. and then of course Teo is it Teo or Teo? Teo. Teo. And of course he um he wants to make like his uh introduction and everything and yeah this was a really good way to do it. He he is taking the best route to AW relevancy that I can think of so yeah. good on you guys. And moving on to the Main event, number one championship match for Carnage, World Championship, four-way first to finish the as the winner, FPV, Alex Richards, Michael X, Corey Black. Now, this is a damn pay-per-view match right here. Yeah, it is. Like, I said that in my RP that this was a pay-per-view quality match, and I'm glad yeah. that it got bumped up to the main event, but also, yeah. um, I know that usually I don't read people's RPs, but I did take a moment to read all three of these guys' RPs, and... I was not surprised when Tort said that this match was difficult to judge because... Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, all four of those were fucking incredible. Yeah, and, like, I can't even be mad that Richards won because Richards fucking deserves it. Like, Yeah. I love that... I, I think I did a word count to see 
how long his RP was to get a, a glimpse of how long I should do mine. Me, Corey, and Michael did like 3,600 words. Alex Richards wrote 3,999 words. Did he really? <laughs> he nice. did. And he, most of it was all shoot, too. I was like, God yeah. damn, huh? how, how he has that much to say and still keep it like entertaining. And Oh, he, he is such yeah, an entertaining That was really writer. good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, shout-outs to these three guys. They're all wonderful. And Alex Richards uh, beat Lockhart. What else can I say? <laughs> oh, did he? Okay. Uh, no, uh, I'm just saying to beat oh. him at, at Carnage. Oh, I thought you said he has before. Okay. No, 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 no. I don't, oh, okay. I don't believe that they have fought before. They might have fought when uh, Lockhart was Ethan King, but I don't know for certain. Oh, that's right. There's some... Um... There's some Twitter stuff going on that, that they've had a chance to So, yeah. Um, Lockhart says that, that Richard's balked at it or whatever. but <laughs> well, good, heat, good heat to start it off with. Very good heat to start off. And they're already going. I know that Lee gets, like, kind of uh, a little fresher when, like, he, he's the world champion and he has to be put in feuds with people that he doesn't necessarily want a few, but has a few. But I will also say that uh, Ryan Lockhart versus Alex Richards is money, and I am yeah. for it. So yeah, same here. Uh, so uh, it was a good match too. It was a really good, well written yeah, match. It was a very good, very well written match. But moving on, let's look at the card real quick. Next episode of Clash. Um, yeah, it's mostly, mostly the yeah, tournament. It's, it's mostly the tournament, but there's some other matches. We have uh, R.J. Yeah. Collins versus <laughs> Allen and V. Nice. Uh, Warriors of the North versus We oh, Are I the need to get to, Let me get to that uh, thing real quick. Yeah. Uh, Warriors of the North versus We Are the Elite. Uh, I think someone pointed out in chat that it's supposed to be the Hollywood Elite, but Torture <laughs> titled it We Are the Elite, which... Is also a fine name, so it's no yeah. big deal. Yeah, it's a good one. For the Cruiserweight Championship match, Alexander Pasternak versus Derek Vaden, and if Pasternak loses, he cannot have a title match for the rest of 2019. Oof. And both of them already RP'd for this one, so... Oh, it's yeah. Be, it'll be interesting to see uh, where this one goes. But. Yep. For the TV title, we have Nick Halden versus Roger Payton Jr., and for Good. the Hardcore Championship, James Wolf versus Corey Bull. Good shit. Yeah. And also Sorry. the U.S. title tournament that we already discussed earlier. Uh, and we also have a card for Glory yeah. on July 4th. Uh, let me take a peek at that, see what that looks like. The empty Glory tournament matches. Claire Hawkins versus Roger Payton Jr. for the TV championship. Good shit. Given that he... Retains up until that point because he has to defend it every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the tag team championship match, the talent enhancers versus the red, white, and bruised. So good shit. It'll be fun to see the see that RP um, for red, white, and bruised on a on a July fourth. Oh see yeah, that's they, gonna be. That's yeah, gonna be see that'd if be. they go the whole America. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that'd be a good route to take. Uh, and uh, of course, the main event for the show is the finals of the Glory Tournament. Obviously, yeah. I assume that once the next clash happens, there'll be a few other matches, you know, yeah, to spice up the card because you, yeah, you got to separate some of those tournaments. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, we are, should be cool. We are moving 
right along. We're on momentum after evolution, and now it is time for some questions. All right. All right. So, open up that thread. Do you have the thread up already? Uh, getting there. One second. Okay. Well, I'll get started on them. First question yeah, is coming from Kennedy Meth. Uh, what's your favorite AW moment besides the royal family? Like I told you at the beginning, I kind of took some notes. I cheated a little bit, so I, um, I'm going to go with the... Taking notes with the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah. Uh, the Havoc live chat. Um, during oh, the, uh, oh, yeah, the Havoc yeah, chat was... While they were posting the results, that was, that was oh. incredible. I wish we could do that for all the pay-per-views, but I know that... No, that's not that's, that's not feasible. Yeah. That would never happen. It's good yeah. for, like, the two times out of the year it does happen, but... Well, yeah, that was really fun. And then I really liked uh, Casey getting rewarded with the with the all-in after... That was very hype, yeah. Defending, what was it, a 27-1 record or something? Something like that, yeah. And then I also um, like getting on that ballot for the uh, RP of the Evolution Week. I thought that was... That yeah. That was really uh, exciting and humbling, really, because I, I didn't think that mine I didn't even have a shoot in mind, but just the fact that people enjoyed it, <clears throat> that, uh, it was it was cool, made it worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are your th- favorite three RPs that you've read in your time here? Uh, the Will Moore Evolution one. That's oh, probably one of the best ones I've ever read, to be honest. Um, Wade is the best. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that that just culminated in that feud perfectly. Um, I really liked the uh, QDT Havoc roleplay because I just didn't expect it at all. You um, just come off 201, and for him to just fucking go crazy with with that one, I thought that was great. And then I really liked the uh, the latest one by Noble Savage. I, I've only read like two of hers, but I've already I already love her character. I need to read more Noble Savage because I need to see. I need to see more of the person that helped keep WCF going in its last days. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, that one was really cool. I like that character a lot. Uh, for everyone, so just me and you, because Corey's gone now, uh, how do you look <laughs> at RPs? Do you prefer character development, shoot, hybrid? Um, what I'm reading, uh, I prefer a hybrid because, like, yeah. uh, if it's just character development, like, that's cool, but, like, I kind of lose a little bit of interest, and if it's just shoot then I get lost reading it because it's just big blocks of text. So I prefer to have it mixed up. And I, I think yeah, that's how absolutely. most people prefer to do it. I don't see a lot of people do all uh, shoot in their RPs. And if someone does something that's all character development, it's usually relegated to the AW Network board. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think the hybrid is, is kind of like the, the winning formula these days. Pretty pretty much for like, it's, since it's, I've been, yeah, it's yeah. been the winning formula for yeah. as long as I just I've like, been around. So I just like reading how like uh, how a character evolves and and reading the stories that people come up with and how all of their like peripheral characters come in come into the play and how it all connects and everything. So uh, feuds you'd like to see? Uh, I already answered this uh, not too long ago, but uh, Guru Daddy versus Tio Blaze would be entertaining mm-hmm. as shit. Also, yeah. Uh, Maybe the Hollywood Elite and Savage Gods will be pretty mm-hmm. tight if that continues going forward, but I don't know. Let's see. What else? Yeah, I think um, I think Dane Preston and Ryan Elias 
have because um, I, I read their RP, so I, I know that they've kind of gotten in each other's crosshairs a little bit with, with L.A. Johnny Styles. So I think that those two that's a really, could, that's could a, something good. That's a really tight, low-card feud that's been brewing yeah. for a while now. Yeah, and I think uh, Lister's kind of tailor-made for, like, hardcore. So I, I would like to see him go against uh, Corey Bull. Oh, that's actually a really good one. Thank you for bringing, yeah. bringing that one to my attention. Um, and then I, I had uh, Odin just versus Shadow Love just because they, they're talking shit to each other so much on Twitter, I think. That's gonna be a, fun. That's a, that, that'll be a really entertaining one because yeah. Shadow Love would be the guy to talk shit to, um, yeah. which makes sense that he's teaming up with TFK nowadays. Yeah. Um, thoughts on a potential Jerry Miller versus Derek Vaden title match? I think it would work because you've already you 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 have already built up that match very nicely on the internet awards. You've made it known that yeah. Jerry is gunning for that cruiserweight title, so it's gonna happen eventually. It's just a matter of when now because yeah. Right now, the cards are kind of clogged with the U.S. title tournament going forward. So. Yeah, for sure. I think Jerry probably needs a couple couple more matches under her belt, too. Hey, yeah. give me one second. I'm about to head back outside. All right. I cool. need to All right. my shit. All right, cool. Uh, I'll just be two seconds. Right. Another uh, feud, though, that I had written down that I kind of want to see, like kind of going back to that, would be uh, Casey and Dandy. I think those Ooh. two would, I think those two would, would work together really well. Well... While Lizzie's gone, I'm going to skip ahead. I'm here. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm here. I'm going over to Shadow Love's questions. Thank you for the questions, Kenny. Kennedy, not Kenny. <laughs> uh, for Lizzie, your character has made quite an impact since you first debuted in AW. Did you Thank ever you. feel any pressure living up to the hype early on and have your nerves settled down now that you've become more established in this organization? You know, I feel pressure every match, you know, to be honest. Um... Like, I feel like my first, like, few months here have just been, like, test after test of, like, just be, my consist- uh, just establishing my consistency, you know, just having to get a good role play up every week and getting let's see where I wanted her to go. And, like, in my first, like, real opportunity against, uh, it was it was against Kids Grove in, like, my third match, and I shit the bed on that one. So, uh, right now I'm just trying to prove that I can bring it every week, and, of course... Um, Vaden has to go and say that I'm going to win the tournament. I'm like, God damn it, why have to, why have to do that? So yeah, I feel sure all the time. Yeah, just trying to, trying to write something good every week. Uh, I'll give you a little insight into my like view of things. Uh, I also feel an immense amount of pressure, especially this week when I looked at the card and I yeah. saw that I was going to be in that match. I was like, oh, oh fuck, I got actually, I got actually like come into this match guns a guns a blazing because if i don't mm-hmm. i'm gonna make myself look like a fool and, and like i it was that that pressure never goes away especially if you get into the main event scene but uh i'm very thankful that even though i lost i did put in a really good show and good enough to show that like my spot in that match belong. wasn't yeah. that i yeah that i belonged in that match uh, how stoked were you uh, all about the buzz that you were getting surrounding Lizzie joining the royal family into Evolution 2 and the positive feedback that you ladies have received afterwards by being an all-female stable? Well, you said something like um, on one of those shows, like that's the way to build a, a mid-card feud, and that like really meant something to me. You know, it kind of showed that the uh, the investment that we were making into that story it was like it was worth it, yeah, and. Show that you don't really have to be like a title contender to to care about the story that you're writing. 
so it was nice to have that like that that positive feedback coming from from someone that wasn't involved in it. As far as being a stable of only females, like I, it was actually Shadow Love's idea. Like I was resistant to it at first, you know. Like they had brought it to me, and I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to turn her so quick, you know. And I just all, all I had agreed to was just a stray of breaking like Lissy's heart, you know? <laughs> and then <laughs> and then Shadow Love sent a uh, personal message like a month and a half ago he was like it'll be cool to see you all come together and that's when i was like fuck it you know and that's when i was like yeah that'd be that'd be a cool place to take her yeah uh did you ladies think that the royal family would become so over in such a short time considering that it was kind of the best worst kept secret out there i mean yeah it was kind of obvious you know that, that something was brewing um we tried to Try to keep it under wraps. I think I didn't even tell Tort um, until like two weeks before it happened, and that's why he's he, he's always saying like little things like it's so confusing and shit. It's just because we were changing our minds like every fucking day. But um, as far as being over, I don't even think we're we're that over. We're trying to be over, but yeah, I think yeah. you can. That you're definitely going to be more over the more that this stable lasts. So. Just keep going with yeah. it. He says, love you, Lizzie, and love my other hashtag besties in the royal family, but it's time to ask the most popular question of the cast. <laughs> of <course. laughs> um, what are all your thoughts and reactions to this newly formed stable? And he gives me a note. FDV, <laughs> click on the link and please read aloud before discussing. Thank you, and remember to breathe when reading, or your dog might have to give you mouth-to-mouth when you pass out. <laughs> you mark LOL. So let me read this thread. Yeah. <laughs> a Netflix original presents... The Hollywood Elite, starring in order of appearance. Thaddeus Franklin King, starring as TFK, as the director and co-executive producer. Samuel Kidsgrove, starring as Sam Kidsgrove, as the actor and co-executive producer. Shadowlove, starring as the handsome half-read, as the supermodel and co-executive producer. Along with Miss Miyamoto, starring as the fashionista sensei as the femme fatale temptress and fashion consultant and co-executive producer, and special guests in alphabetical order. Ben Affleck, starring as Ben Affleck, as himself. <laughs> Matthew Damon, starring as Matt Damon, as himself. Pauly Shore, starring as the Hollywood Elite's number one fanboy, FPV, as himself. <laughs> and Lil Wolfie, as the talking dog. <laughs> Alignment, the Hollywood Elite. Soundtrack, Visionary, song by Wesley Arms. <laughs> the perfect. Hollywood oh, Elite are, they, are their own alignment. Like, they do not fall under face or heel, lawful, neutral, good, evil, chaotic. They are just, just the Hollywood Elite. You know, that's that's part of my notes. It's like, I'm, I'm interested to see, like, where the hell they're going to fall in that, because Kids Grow's, like, the super face, and TFK and Shadow definitely aren't. You know, TFK <laughs> but, and Shadow Love, like... Shadow Love is a super tweener, and, like, yeah. TFK's kind of a tweener, but he's also a dickhead heel, so... Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where uh, where they take them all, but as far as the... Like, each of them fit those roles perfectly, so... It's, uh... Like, yeah, it made too much sense. Like, I talked for the, about this for weeks on this podcast, about how I hoped that this would be a staple that formed, and I'm so happy that it finally did. Especially yeah. now that now that Beach Crew's done, so now they can have a chance to shine a little bit more and not yeah, be sure. in their shadow, so. Yeah. 
<sighs> All right. Uh, what do you think about Shadow and the sort of unplanned <laughs> hype surrounding his sh- Sharpie gimmick getting <laughs> over after autographing Jared Holmes' forehead leading into Evolution 2? He was last seen autographing over the other three ugly people on the cover of the new <laughs> AW2K19 video game for the members of his I Kicked Plenty of Former WCF and UCI World Champions Ass fan club that he personally named in his promo. <laughs> that is such a good gimmick. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, he, lives it's, that it's he, he lives that gimmick. It's a gimmick. It's it's so simple too. It's just yeah. It's just a sharpie, but signing your autograph on people's foreheads, <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. Like that's just that is whoever came up with that in the original signing on Jared for Holmes's forehead. That's a, that person's a fucking genius. It's so simple. Yeah. It's so brilliant. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree. What should Shadow name the Sharpie? I was thinking William, Wade, Bill, or Billy Moore. Love you, Wade. God, what would be a good name for that Sharpie? Uh, I wrote uh, I wrote hashtag the mark. <gasps> that's good. That's really good. The mark. Hashtag the yeah. mark. That's the name of the Sharpie. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that, that just kind of puts it all together. So, uh, Who should become the newest prestigious next victim or member <laughs> of Shadows? I kicked plenty of former WCF and UCI World <laughs> Champions as fan clubs. Nice. Hence the naming of the Sharpie, LOL. God. Uh, Odin. Gotta be Odin. Oh, Odin. If Odin gets signed by Shadow Love... <laughs> it's over. <laughs> it's over. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> um, who should be the current or former or future AW World Champion to receive the Sharpie treatment? I think somewhere down the line, uh, Lockhart will probably get Sharpied. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because him and Shadow Love already have history with each other. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, what are your thoughts on the first ever Shadow versus Odin internet battle of words in the hidden Easter egg found in the new copy of the AK2K AW2K19 video? I am. I just got sent a picture by Corey. It's of his new, it's his new nephew. He's so tiny, and <laughs> he sends me a picture of the baby, and he says, "Moisturize him." <laughs> yeah, fresh uh, babies are. Pretty cool. Fresh babies. Uh, I didn't look at this. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it was hard to, to follow it, to be honest. Um, he's so verbose. Yeah. <laughs> just love how petty each of them are. They both hit below the belt. Like, I think Odin did, like, some really racist taunts of Mr. Miyamoto, and Shadow just <laughs> talks shit about his age. It's it's great. <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's the Easter egg that he's talking about? That's what I said. Like that's the part that I really can. Uh, I didn't really get. Uh, I couldn't follow it. But I, hopefully, I didn't read the threat in advance, and I would love to see what this Easter egg is. But I need to get. <laughs> I need to get on with the questions. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Um, who's your current? Uh, who's your favorite current heel face and tweener in AW? Favorite face is probably. How about Tio? Tim. And that, that might just be because I'm biased because he's my boy. But Tio is such a good... He's one of the best face characters in E-Fetting that I've ever seen. Cool. He's, that is... He, when he was Tio Del Sol and he was like the luchador, he managed to be a compelling face without resorting to being like a badass anti-hero. Like, he was like a really wholesome dude in this very unwholesome environment. And 
Well, nowadays he's leaned a little bit more into like kind of tweener-ish tendencies, but he's still a face at heart. So he's <clears throat> my favorite face. Heel probably probably Wesley. Because yeah. he's such a heel. He's such a heel. <laughs> yeah, it's very entertaining. And tweener, this might this might be sucking the dick of the person who asked this, but Shadow Love is <laughs> yeah, same here. Shadow Love has mastered the art of being a tweener because being a yeah. good tweener is really hard. It is, yeah, yeah, it really is. Because you just like pick a side already, but he's our yeah. He he knows how to how to be smarmy, but still fucking fun as hell and. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had Shadow Love in mind too. Uh, for a tweener, I also had Claire. Uh, I just think Ooh. that she uh, like that ring, like kind of from what how I read it, it was like it was kind of endearing her to, to all of the fans and everything. But her shoots like so vicious sometimes. Uh, for face, I had a uh, QDT. I think the reluctant face thing is. Oh, oh yeah, QDT is such a good reluctant face. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you know what I did to my parents? They deserved it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, clap. <laughs> and then uh, for heel, I, I like you said, sucking dick of people. I I like I like Kennedy Matthews. I I think that the way that we wrote her going into evolution just had her doing some hey, listen, really, really crazy Kennedy, shit. Kennedy Matthews doing what Kennedy Matthews did at evolution in that match is downright evil. So yeah, yeah, I thought she, I thought we wrote her pretty pretty damn good. So. Uh, who are some of your favorite writers, non-Beach Crew, non-FVP, and non-Royal <laughs> Family, that inspires you as a writer and will be your biggest challenge in AW? I don't know if it would be my biggest challenge in AW, but my this guy, the guy that I would say that I aspire to be more than anyone on the current roster, would probably be Corey Black, because Corey, yeah, I have, he has been around since I made my, like, proto debut in 2008 in GWC of all places uh, and he was around when I made my WCF debut and he stuck around for years and years and he's always just racked up accolades and he's been he's written compelling stories and made his character really compelling and I aspire to be as compelling and as I aspire to have the longevity that Corey Black has uh, other potential answers to that question uh Wade, I have a uh, yeah, Wade, Wade definitely because Wade yeah. Wade struggled a lot in the early days, but now he is just a fucking legend. And he yeah, the, and he, that one he, that he dropped today was fucking incredible. I don't know if, and if you're gonna get around him, to it. The but. thing about him nowadays is that he runs two compelling characters, two super compelling characters, and Wade and uh, Wesley. So. Yeah. Yeah, I have a. I've kind of paired up Wade and QDT. I just think both of their character developments, um, scene setting is is really good. And they they both have really cool stories to tell. I wrote Shadow Love because uh, just some of the shit he says. I just I'm just trying to figure out where the hell it comes from. <laughs> and uh, and Noble Savage is kind of like that dark female character that that I really like. And I've only read two of her things, like I said, but I know that that she's going to be like someone that I that I admire, so. Uh, and lastly, how are things going outside this crazy hobby of ours? Hopefully good. Things are good for me. I took a very long, uh, like, four-day trip away from home, just traveling oh. all around the state. And it was a good time. I had a lot of fun. Got very drunk. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that, uh, was, that was my week. What about, uh, what about yours? 
No, they're all right. It, it could be better. Um, I'm moving, like I said a little bit while uh, a little while ago. I'm moving here in the next couple of weeks, so that's been pretty stressful. But uh, I'm gonna have a fresh start uh, away from like the city. Like it's just too tempting to be for me to be working like in downtown Austin. You know, I I just go out too much and been getting into trouble and shit. And um, I have some some kid mom drama coming up. So. Yeah. Hope, hope yeah. that all works out in your favor. Thank you. Thank you to Shadow Love for once again showing up for the podcast. It's very appreciated. Moving yeah. on to the boy Sam Kidsgrove who asked, "Why is Daddy such a dick?" <laughs> I don't think he's a dick. I'll tell you why Daddy's a dick. Yeah, you tell me. Uh, yeah, I don't think he is. He was stripped of the title because he fucking killed himself and he was no longer able to compete and defend the title as a champion should. And then a week later, he comes out. He, he doesn't even come out himself. He sends his girl to <laughs> give the title back to Dandy when it's very obvious that Dandy is no longer fit to hold the title. That's a very dick move, and that's why Dandy is a dick. That's a good point. All right. I'll, I'll concede. Uh, why does FPV hate me so much? Uh, I don't <laughs> hate you because uh, if you listen to me read that Jensen segment, I adore Jensen, I adore kids, and I adore you. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate Sam Kidsgrove at all, even though he beat me. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on Jensen? I already know Jensen beforehand from our thing that we did as Cal Cameron and Andre Jensen. I love Jensen, the character. He's so he's he's just fun, you know. He's just a fun, yeah. goofy face. Well, I, I like the the thing that he wants to do in in Cruiserweight. I don't know if you've read that um, that thread, I, but I've he. Seen, I've seen the thread, and I have a vague idea of what he wants to do with it. Yeah, there's just a bunch of suggestions of how he's gonna do different arcs, and I don't know. It just seems like a, a fun way to to take it. And I think if anyone's capable of doing it, it's him. To be honest, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah, it's super, super, super good. Talk us through your process when it comes to writing. Uh, for me, honestly, just just one word at a time, like. I'll have the, uh, I'll have the, if, if I'm writing like a good RP that weekend, I'm not like copping out and writing something boring. <laughs> right. Uh, I'll have a scene idea in, in my mind for like a character development scene and then a shoot scene after that. And what I, and I'll think about what I want to say in the shoot, but I don't outline anything on paper or anything. I just write one word at a time, get everything out bit by bit. That's how I do it. I don't outline terribly. So. No, I usually write all of my uh, character development first. I kind of know where, what the next story I want to tell is, and then I'll try and come up with like a, a theme or a phrase that kind of ties everything together, you know. And then my shoots typically the last thing that I write, and usually it takes me like a whole day or or two of just thinking of different things to add or things to take out. Uh, I th think I'm, my thing uh -huh. is I'll 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 think so often about what I want to say in the shoot that the shoot takes me the least amount of time to write like i can blow through a nice chunk of shoot in like an hour whereas for character development that'll take me much longer right oh really well the the thing about my shoot though is like i um i try to approach it like with punchlines, like kind of like a rap battle i think i've said that in the chat before um i'll like have a punchline then but i, I want to have like a paragraph that kind of builds up to it you know and then I kind of like emphasize certain words and uh, and also I just think like penmanship that's like crucial you know like if if there's a an RP that's just littered with a shitload of 
spelling and grammar errors and everything. I just it's hard, it takes me out of it really quick. So I always try and I take like an hour just to kind of just go through it, the whole thing, just make sure it's like perfectly written. You know, and that's that's kind of just the way I do it. Why did you decide to be British? Do you still need me to give you British tips? I don't know if that's for me. I don't. It, try might, to be it might be. I don't. I'm not British. I don't yeah. have FPV being British. He, is he talking about Lizzie Hope? I don't know. Huh. She's a Texan. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> uh, for the next time that I read Jensen and Kids Grow segments, I would enjoy British tips to get the voice and the accent down pat, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you for those questions, Kids Grove. You're a doll. Moving on to the Hippo Harry Dieter. Hippo. Uh, for the group, is there any performance, since we're halfway through the year, that is a standout for match of the year? <sighs> My cop-out answer is, whenever you talk about match of the year, the cop-out answer is always the Rumble. For WCF, it was <laughs> always the war match that would win match of the year, and in AW, it's always going to be the Havoc Rumble. But right. I'm trying not to think of the Havoc Rumble. I'd, I'd say... I think more in QDT and DeVito and Kids Grove. Yeah, more just, QDT and DeVito and Kids Grove. Yeah, those are the two big ones. I think those two just had the best build and the best story leading up to it. So. Uh, for L-Dog. But I've only been here since March, though. That's, so. that's fair. And I've only been here for less than that. Uh, for <laughs> you have an open style. What inspired you to write promos the way you do? Uh, that's one I didn't take notes for. Um, I just, I, I like having that, just a really cool uh, character base, you know, just having someone that, that's relatable, someone that feels like she's real, um, and then just having her be vicious in her promos, you know, like, it's, it's, it's the funnest way to ride, in my opinion, just having... I, I don't like all the all the extra like fantasy stuff and, and all that. I, I just that, that's not my kind of writing. So I I just like having like relatable relatable stories that I can just expand on and kind of like put myself into some of them. So. If you could have one title for a day, but you have to defend it, which do you pick and why? Uh, even though she's not, like, built for that at all, I, I do love the idea of writing three shoot ones, so, uh, the hardcore title. The hardcore title rules are really good, and it's different from yeah. the WCF rules for the hardcore title, because the rules for the WCF hardcore title were, you can write however many RPs you want, as many words as you want, you can just go to town, and... For a long time, that worked until there was one match. It was Andre Holmes versus Crazy J for the hardcore title, where it got out of hand. And no. between the two of them, they wrote like 30 RPs. Jesus and Christ. It was it was a it was it was a mess, and we vowed never to do that again. And I'm, that's I, I I like that there is this restriction on this yeah. hardcore belt, but the restriction allows for flexibility and creativity so i'm here for it yeah yeah, yeah. i really I, I might make a second character just for that honestly because i said lucy's not a hardcore wrestler so she she wouldn't be good at that but um but just as as a writer i i feel like that one would be really fun 
And lastly, of course, what's your favorite, my favorite cookie? cookie? What's your favorite cookie? I'm not a sweets person, like at all. Um, wow. But if I have to cheat, I'd probably say brownies. Ooh, brownies uh, are good. Yeah, yeah, I love brownies, but but yeah, I I prefer hot Cheetos. Than... <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, thank you for that, Mister Hippo. Moving on to the boss grave digger. Yeah. Ask Lizzie. You're new to our community, meaning not from WCF or UCI. How did you come across Action Wrestling? What was your first impression, and why did you join? Yeah, back in my day, uh, we had, like, the eFed databases and the top lists and all that shit, so I went and looked for those, and apparently they don't exist anymore. Um, yeah, yeah, they're gone. Sadly. Yeah, so I, I went and looked up Rough Cut. I don't know if y'all remember Rough Cut. <laughs> But, I, think uh, that link, I think they had a, on the WCF website, they had a link to Rough Cut. I just never visited yeah. it. No, it was cool. It was like, it was just a big old database where everyone posted their feds and uh, you could recruit people on it. And it, it was cool. It was a cool, uh, uh, different thing there for eFeds, but that's, that was a ghost town. Um, so I just tried to find a Reddit um, that was just strictly for eFeds and, and A-Dub was one of like five different ones that, that I looked at. And um, I saw the the one RP and the and the work caps, and I thought that was a pretty cool way for me to just get my feet wet, you know, just to get back into it. And I read some of the RPs here and saw a bunch of like crazy eccentric characters. I think the the first one I read was Baz, that cokehead guy. So I was sold. Like I was like, this is this is where I want to be. All right. Uh, who are your favorite writers in the Fed? Uh, I already mentioned a few of them, but, um, one that I didn't was Lockhart, but oh, yeah, yeah he, he just writes the way I want to, you know, it's like that perfect mix of that, that story and the promo. And, uh, I also like Casey Holiday a lot and I think she's got like a, a really fun, like attitude to her. And then uh, I think, uh, Roger Payton's fucking incredible. So yeah, Roger um, Payton is incredible. And I would love to see Roger Payton go up against Basically, most of the Fed because just the talent that writer has. So yeah. Um, who do you wish to feud with in the future? Um, in the short term, I have a little bit of a thing going with Ryan, Ryan Elias. Um, he's been, I've had like two matches with him. He's been a lot of fun to write against, and uh, Lissy's been like kind of the catalyst in his RPs of like his like little identity crisis that he's going through. He's like no longer the perfect image of that he thought he was. And this is kind of the reason why. So it's, um, it's a cool little, little side feud there. Um, um, long term, I think Lissy and uh, QDT makes a lot of sense. It does. I think yeah. Both them, yeah. I think both of them are kind of like on the upswing and they'll, uh, they'll cross paths somewhere, somewhere down the road. And then um, if Lissy ever makes it like to the top, uh, her and Casey Holiday's kind of a classic, like passing of the torch type type thing. So those three. That is a bit of a dream match, and I hope it, it does happen sometime. Yeah. And uh, lastly, what are Lizzie's overall goals in action wrestling? Yeah, I'm not really uh, title motivated, like at all. I haven't really won one like since shit, like since 2007. So I'm really just here to to write to to make a cool character from scratch you know and if i can tell a few cool stories and 
do a couple of feuds, like I'm I'm happy. All right. Thank you for the questions, Gravy. Always a pleasure. Moving on to TFK, who's got a few questions for you. Yes. How hard did you mark out when I predicted the Royal Family coming together at Evo 2 like they did? Yeah, I uh, I mentioned that in the chat, but uh, Jerry wasn't even going to be part of it to begin with. Uh, she was actually going to be like the um, the sacrificial lamb for that brings Lissy and Estrella and Kennedy all together. But when he said that, I was like, you know what, that might work. You know, like we the the whole idea of, of the royal family was to kind of have someone at every level. You know, just try and hopefully the the ideal goal would be to have like a champion at at every level. And I was like, we need someone for cruiserweight and. Jerry was like perfect for it, and then I felt like if we beat the shit out of her, that there was just no salvaging it, like that character. So what you're yeah. saying is that he didn't predict that happening. He yeah, modified mean. what was going to happen to make what he thought was going to have happen happen. Yeah, exactly. Well, well good on you, TFK. You made a really good <laughs> segment in a very indirect way. Yeah. <laughs> um, thoughts on TFK? Hopefully now you've done your homework on his legacy. LOL. Yeah. All right. I, I did do some homework. Um, I won't call myself a historian or anything, but uh, I like how the U.S. title is kind of elite. You know, it's only been like three title or three champions, and all oh, yeah. of them have been champs like multiple times and shit. So, but uh, the fact that TFK was the first kind of does that clean that no one no one's ever going to be able to take away from him. So, and I I really like reading the the last two that he's done also. Um, his last one actually made my, my ballot, so I'm just excited to see where he goes with Shadow. Yeah, and uh, even though Shadow is a big brother to members of the Royal Family, is there ever going to be a Hollywood elite versus Royal <laughs> Family at the Viper Room in West Hollywood, California, since all the bad shit happens there in Hollywood, at least in the action wrestling universe? <laughs> uh, why not? Yeah, but uh, no, I actually think uh, both stables, like, they kind of have a have a lot of similarities in a way, yeah, and... Yeah. And the fact that Shadow has like a an old relationship with Estrella and kind of like a Twitter friendship with Lissy in a way, it's kind of blossoming a little bit. Just kind of opens it up to us actually working together at some point. So we'll I don't know, we'll see. Alright. Uh, for everyone, I've always seen action wrestling as more down to earth, real to life. What I mean is I don't see it being as out there as WCF and UCI was with time travel and real demons and whatnot. Am I the only one who sees that here? No, you actually said that earlier in this cast that you appreciate more down-to-earth stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's I, a lot of a lot of weird-ass people here, but yeah. I mean, they all still feel like real people who happen to be wrestlers. So yeah. I, I like them more. Yeah, because uh, in UCI, I I think it was more prevalent in UCI because it was when UCI was first started up, it was built on a, like an alternate universe premise where like. Oh, okay. There was like an apocalypse or some apocalyptic event had happened called the wave, and all all of this was happening, and there was time travel, and a lot of the top people were sci-fi-ish writers. Oh, okay. And WCF always had that. WCF always had like a group of like certain people who would use their characters as like, oh, my character is either a literal demon or some or someone in line with demons or talks to demons or something like that it was always that was always kind of like a big thing and i'm not saying it was wrong but uh it is refreshing to do just have a fair where it's it's as real life as it can be and like nothing out of the ordinary or crazy is happening to where people who don't want to sell 
the high concept stuff like time travel don't have to. Because yeah. when you open up the idea of time travel in effect, that's well and dandy, but that opens it up to people no-selling and saying, what the fuck, that's stupid, that didn't happen. Right. That's, that's, yeah. that's the trade-off, is that you get people who no-sell gimmicks that involve that kind of thing. Yeah, and as far as writing goes, I would suck at something like that, so I'm definitely Absolutely, not. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, action wrestling is definitely more down-to-earth, and it's probably for the best that it is. Um, yeah. With 13 coming to AW, should I still plan out a cult following show? Hey, if Torture says that you can do it, I don't see why you shouldn't. Uh, cult following and 13, I think, can coexist. I don't know what cult following is. I tried so, reading that. Uh, so, that Corey board, Black but... has his 13 show, and yeah. in the first year of AW, uh, TFK, his old character, Kevin Bishop, had his own show, kind of like that, called Cult Following, where he, okay. he booked a show and all that, and that's basically what it was. It was his version of 13. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah, I don't see what so, uh, Thoughts on the... Does he kind of just... Uh, sorry, does he kind of, like, pick the matches himself, or...? He, as far as I know, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, he, he books the show, he dodges the matches. Kind of curates it, yeah. Yeah, kind yeah, of that's curates cool. it. Um, thoughts on the cruiserweights. They obviously brought it at Evo 2 to be able to jump up the car at so many spots. The cruiserweights are one of the highlights of AW right now because... Everyone that is in that division gives it their absolute all, and I don't think I'm saying anything revolutionary when I say that. It's just kind of a fact at this point. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it's. I, I think, um, like, all the Twitter beefs right now between, like, Derek and Pasta and that sadist dude and Jerry, it's, um, it's really exciting, you know, but I actually think that it's kind of like an extension of that divisional sign-up idea that you guys had yeah. last week. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, anybody that's under 201 should be eligible for it. I think, like, it should be, like, a surprise, just just uh, some random 700-word count cruiserweight matches by anyone that's under 200 pounds. I don't think, like, it, it could be, or it has to be, like, a, a restricted division, you know, because even though they don't want it to seem like it, it's, it is kind of like a separate league. You know? Yeah, that's, that's but, my uh, one gripe is that it feels like you have to be there from the outset in order to... Yeah be in it which is fine but like but like people, imagine like a noble savage writing a 700 word fucking yeah. rp like i i just think like that's that should be like the natural progression of that division especially if we want to uh keep making it like uh keep rising it up you know because yeah. but i'm not offended right now so i don't yeah <laughs> uh, and some questions for me. My girlfriend and I are planning a trip to New Orleans in September. Any places that stand out to you down that way that is top-notch local place to visit? So, the big one that comes to my mind is that at some point you are going to have to go to Café du Mont and drink mm. coffee and eat beignets. It, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a touristy kind of place, but it's definitely worth it. The beignets are to die for. Um, Touristy for a reason. I mean, people yeah. go there for for that reason. So. Yeah, for that very reason. <laughs> yeah. um, Austin's a big ass touristy city, so I never understand why people are like, no, don't do touristy stuff. I and mean, you're yeah. gonna go visit a city, you got to do touristy stuff. So. Yeah, um, and also uh, Bourbon Street. Uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of a, that's kind of a no brainer. Like, if you want to go party, get drunk. There are bars on bars on bars on bars on Bourbon Street. Have fun, get drunk, all that good shit. Um, and also, uh, uh, I think the Jackson Square is a really nice place. You'll usually find a bunch of 
artists selling their work or uh, people doing character caricature drawings for money. You'll also see like street magicians, um, and also all all along like downtown New Orleans, you'll see like a bunch of really cool, really fun shops and whatnot. So there's a lot of places that you can go. All also if you're into music and buying music and specifically buying records um i don't know if it i know they used to be in downtown in the downtown area they might have moved but uh, peaches records is cool awesome i love them so yeah those are my recommendations recommendations uh no i still haven't uh i haven't been to new orleans properly either so i'm gonna take all these to heart too because i yeah i've been wanting to and it's what five hours away so yeah. With the mentioning of a crucifixion match, would it be an idea to have FPP special guest ref a sickening match of its caliber? My answer to that is no, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, when this got brought out by, I think it was uh, the Sadist. What's his name? Charlie Sadist. Charlie Sadist. Charlie yeah. Sadist. When he brought, when he challenged Derek Vaden to a crucifixion match, I was like. Whoa, buddy, whoa. Hold your horses. <laughs> right. Here's the thing. A crucifixion match is exactly what it sounds like. You have to literally nail your opponent to a cross and win the match. Yes. Like, that is not something that you can just pull out. Yeah, throw on a clash. On a clash or on a challenge, like a throwdown. Like, that is a feud-ending match. The mm. only reason that I was in that match was because I was in a feud with Nathan Von Lieber, and that was the way our feud ended, was in a crucifixion match. That's the way that that feud uh, headed. And, like, my character, FPV, had reason to want to do that match because the slam before one that year, Nathan literally killed his best friend live on TV. And so he wanted to go <laughs> and nail this guy to a cross, and then he failed. And Naturally. now he has yeah. the circular scars on his wrist. Um, and so for that reason... Uh, FEV were like, no, don't do this. Don't do this. Pick a yeah. match, and, but don't do this match because this match is not made for what you're trying to do. Just do like a, like a like a TLC match or yeah, uh, ladder match. Ladder, yeah, just a ladder. You're, if it's one on one, just a ladder. If if you're one on one on the cruiserweight, just do a ladder match. Like yeah, I agree. Don't go out of your way. Like I know that Charlie Sayus probably has like a hardcore gimmick, but like a crucifixion match is. A, like a little bit too much in that regard. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's my stance on it. I've made my peace with it. <laughs> um, is the Brotherhood for life? Unfortunately, Bishop, I will say that the Brotherhood is not for life because the Brotherhood is all scattered around and they're all all their different areas doing their own different things. Um, you've got me and you in this federation. You've got Lester Parrish, who's not going to be in this federation for much longer. He's only going to be here till like, the end of July. You've got... Was that Hippo? Yeah, that's Hippo. Oh, okay. okay. You've got uh, Damien King, who is banned from this federation. You've got, oh, <laughs> you've got, you've got Psychopomp, who is nowhere to be found, as far as I know. You've got Joe Smarts, who tried to, like, stick around in WCF and hasn't made it to AW. Um... Who else was in the Brotherhood? My, my point is, the Brotherhood is not for life because the Brotherhood, as I knew it, is all scattered around and there's no way that any of them are coming back together. So, unfortunately... Make a new one. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you could do that, but 
Yeah, it wouldn't be the same. It would not be the same. Yeah. So that's unfortunately my answer. Thank you for the questions, though. They're always appreciated. I'm sorry if that last answer bummed you out a little bit. <laughs> um, so moving on to Derek Vade, the boy. TV. Ah, uh, for Lizzie, ever plan on coming down to 201 for a spell for our rubber match? You actually talked about this a little bit earlier. Yeah, no, it'd be cool to, to do some random 201 matches, but like if he keeps fucking talking shit on Twitter, I might. <laughs> uh, <talk laughs> that dude's been going at me hard. Talk shit, get hit. <laughs> Uh, what inspired the Lizzie Hope character? It's clear you put a lot of time into developing her. Yeah, I've never written a, a female before, so it's, I knew it was going to be like a like a challenge for me. But that last bed that I was in, it was just filled like with really good, strong female characters. So I I just wanted to to take that on. Um, as far as her personality, I wanted her to be kind of like like topical but strong still and. Like, having a character that's, like, really assured of, like, her sexuality, I wanted to give me some room to, like, kind of explore that, you know, and I just like telling stories, so I just, I just wanted to feel like a real person, is, a real person who's, like, kind of doing this for the first time and just kind of write how she's reacting to all the first, you know, all the first that she's, that's coming her way. Uh, and for everyone, what is your favorite Yu-Gi-Oh card? If you don't have one, your default answer is Pot of Greed. Pot of Greed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's my answer to that question, Derek. As someone, <laughs> who, as someone who got into playing online with Tio over like a year ago, my favorite card is the... Oh, almost flipped my phone for a minute. My favorite card is the Blue Eyes Alternate White Dragon because generally when I play, I do a Blue Eyes deck because I just like the archetype of big dragons. It's not the best deck, but it is my deck, and I love that deck. And it's specifically... I love the Blue-Eyes Alternate White Dragon, because here's the thing about Yu-Gi-Oh. Typically, you can only have three of the same card in a deck. So if you're running a Blue-Eyes deck, you can only have three Blue-Eyes White Dragons in it. But the Blue-Eyes Alternate White Dragon is a different card, but for summoning purposes, its name is also Blue-Eyes White Dragon. So technically, by using that rule, you can have up to six Blue-Eyes White Dragons in your deck. And the way to summon a Blue-Eyes Alternate White Dragon is to literally just plop a card from your hand, reveal that you have a blue-eyes white dragon in your hand, like a regular one, put it back in your hand, and then you can put that alternate white dragon on the field. So you can technically, in a turn, summon two blue-eyes white dragons when normally you can only summon one, and you can just get your board filled with big dragons and fusion summon, Ixie summon, synchro summon, all that. And it's just really fun to say, I'll show you my blue-eyes, now here's my other blue-eyes. <laughs> So that's my favorite yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh card. That's a, the, that's a loop. Yeah. So that's my favorite card is the Blue Eyes Alternate White Dragon. Run Blue Eyes. Yeah. It's good for you. I played uh, I played Magic for like two months in middle school and I couldn't figure it out, so I stopped. Andre tried to get me into Magic and it just did not work out for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, cards are pretty. Though. Also, if you feel like being a dick, run an Exodia deck. Exodia is always fun. <laughs> I won with an Exodia deck. Uh, and the guy I was growing up with is like, what the fuck, you fucking loser? I fucking hate Jesus. you. <laughs> because wow. the Exodia deck is not fun to go up against. We're escalated quickly. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you for that, Derek. Moving on to Leviathan, William Moore. <laughs> for Lizzie. What advice would you give for characters struggling in a development sense? You have a very character-driven written writing style, so I think you've got the good juice. 
All right. So um, I, I just don't think you should be afraid to like just humanize your character. You know, you just have them go through like some shit, go through some emotional turmoil, some personal crisis, some dark days, because it's always nice to see like a character pick themselves out of that, you know? So I like seeing characters that kind of evolve and, and mature and everything. So um, as far as character development, that's, that's what I like to see. But uh, when I retired my last character, some of my, um, my fellow writers, they told me that I had a knack for making like really melodramatic, melodramatic shit, like really natural. So that's something that I'm proud of and something I like to do. And something that I would suggest doing is just watch some fucking melodramatic shows and get some ideas on how to, how to make like, uh, what is it called? Uh, cliffhangers just to make people like, really invested in your story and you got to put like some of your stuff into your character you know like just hit the refresh button take them in a different direction i mean look at leviathan and even yeah. let for for that you just you just change your direction and just opens up the floodgates for for your creativity so just don't get complacent um there's a ton of stories you can tell and nobody's holding you back from doing it so uh, on that kind of same train of thought, what are your thoughts on Wade Moore slash William Moore slash Leviathan? I, I love that character. I think like the shift into the that monster was was genius. It was and um, QDT was like kind of the perfect like catalyst for it. That was like a, a really cool angle to to lead into it, and he just went crazy. Took it to a crazy level with all those segments, and then those like damn near perfect role plays that y'all wrote um and then th- with the one that he wrote today almost like a little vigilante character so but that was that's pretty cool and i'm excited to see where he goes with it uh and lastly for the edge boys <laughs> would you shut up and kiss me already <laughs> why not do you know what this is a reference to <laughs> no i have no idea <laughs> so <laughs> but, uh, yes why not <laughs> um on sunday night i was uh, I was doing something. I, 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 oh, I had just finished my role play, and I had posted it, and I was like, oh, okay, so I'm good. I don't have any other obligations for right now. I'm going to take my last bottle of wine that I have for the weekend, and I'm going to drink it and get drunk and celebrate. And I drank oh, it. And then I yeah. went into like the chat and hung out for a bit, and like Wade Moore was there. <laughs> and I was talking to Wade, and I was like, Wait, why don't you just fucking kiss me already? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, you said it like five times. <laughs> I said it like five times. <laughs> uh, so my answer to that is, just do it already, you fucking pussy. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Thank you, Wade. Always a presence on the podcast. <laughs> uh, moving on to the cutie, QDT. Cutie. Uh, for Lizzie, uh, if I recall correctly, you had... Six years away from e-wrestling before joining yep. AW. Was it hard to take to it again after that time away? Yeah, I'd, I'd forgotten how much I, I loved writing until I just started doing it again. You know, the last role play that I wrote before I came in here was like in December of like 2012. And I had, had like a couple of other interests and hobbies, but none of them like really stuck. And then I also had a kid and... 2015 so i was i've just been working like a fuck ton like at really shitty jobs and plus i've had like some personal stuff here in the last 15 16 months and 
I just wanted something that that would like get my head on straight and give me some direction, you know. And I just something that would incentivize me to to have something to work towards, you know, besides working every day. So I I spent like a a night just reading up on all the old shit that I wrote, um, and just kind of uh, decided I wanted to do it again. And so yeah. Yeah, and then when I started writing, I realized like you don't ever really lose knowing how to write, you know. So, um, but yeah, that's it. All right, tell us a bit about your previous e-wrestling stints. Yeah, it started in like '99. I'm old. I'm 32. Um, I started when I was what 14 or so. Uh, uh, but back then there was like these dice roll feds where. I don't even remember how the rules worked, but that's what I started out at. And then I went to um, my first real like forum fed was uh, was a real wrestler one, and I was like it in eighth grade, so I picked Jeff Hardy, of course. Um, and then, but uh, yeah, the the role plays were obviously terrible at that point. And then uh, I just had some issues with the staffing, and this other guy did also. And we just started up when we called it Fantasy Wrestling Federation because we weren't very, um, uh, <laughs> we couldn't think of anything better, I guess. And some of those uh, those uh, old people that I used to write with, they're still friends and like to this day on Facebook, so that's, that's still kind of cool. My first uh, original character wasn't even all that original. It was a, a big Mudvayne fan, so I actually took the the pick base of a, of that singer. My wrestler's name was Cud, which is also his name. And then, and then I later on named to Chad Gray, which is also the singer's real name. And the character wasn't really the... He wasn't the singer of the band, but I just took his entire fucking wrestler. <laughs> and then my, uh, my CEO character was my real name, which is stupid in hindsight. Because now you can Google CEO Shawnee Nelson yeah, and yeah, like, find some in, of that. <laughs> in hindsight, naming the character after the real name, I have had the thought sometimes, like, what if someone Googles my name and that, that yeah. like, like, I've Googled my name a couple of times, and I've told yeah. the story on the podcast. You know what happens when you Google Frank Venable into Google most of the time? What? You get a news article about a like 55-year-old firefighter um, somewhere out in the Midwest or wherever, like Arizona or something like that, and it, it comes out with articles about him getting arrested for, like, child pornography and Jesus. molesting <laughs> children. So that's what I have to work with. So but you can uh, you can say that's not you. Yeah, I can say that's not me. And like, yeah, yeah. Like if someone, as fucked up as it is to say, that is easier to explain away to someone asking than what yeah. is this e-fed character thing? <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you're CEO of what? Of what now? <laughs> so, yeah, after uh, after those, I the, the ones that I remember, um, there was a guy named Ian Gabriel that I started with, and then, uh, like, a typical Italian guy named Tony Aielli, who I used Bam Margera as a pick base for. The most Italian but, person. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I took another, I took a break, like, between, like, 2008 and twenty. 11-ish to kind of concentrate on school. And then uh, I went to this place called Full Throttle Wrestling, which is like the 
where I developed this guy named Ian Cavanaugh, who was like my favorite character I've ever come up with. He was kind of like a like a poor New York street fighter kind of guy, but he like really wanted to go straight and narrow, you know. And then uh, about a year in, I introduced his like illegitimate son and the, the mother that like the mom I had already like put her in like all the flashbacks and all that. So it was a cool little love triangle that I wrote. And, um, and yeah, I just had like a bunch of really cool feuds in there where she actually got kidnapped by my feud partner. And it was it was weird. The end of 2012 to now. That's that's when I decided to come back in. Many people, myself included, regard Lizzie as the next big thing in AW. Thank you. Who is the next next big thing? Uh, I'm gonna go with QDT and Roger Roger Payton. Yeah. I think both of those are future champions. For sure. Do you think they'll just go straight to world title scene, or do you think they're going to spend some time doing TV and U.S. title things? Yeah, it's probably a few months away for both of them. I think QDT's uh, one of the favorites for the um, tournament, and then obviously it's going to be hard to get that title off Peyton. Oh, yeah. You mentioned you've been a Fed head before. Tell us more. Uh, Challenges, things you learned about making a good E-Fed, what you looked for in your riders, etc. I think the the biggest thing is just communicating with all of your your writers. Uh-huh. I mean, they're, yeah, they're going to tell whatever stories they want to tell, but you've got to you got to be present with them. You know, you got to make sure that you're involved in what they're when what they're doing. And Torture and Gravedigger both do a great job from that. Yeah, uh, I, of that, I what I can tell. Their talents as fed heads every chance I get, but. It bears repeating that they are excellent at communicating with everyone. Yeah. Uh, if something like the Jace Wild things, uh, if the Jace Wilds thing goes down, they'll yeah. post about it, they'll talk about it, and they'll let you know why it happened so that yep, exactly. he's just not, yeah. he's just, it's not like he's just banned and no one has explained why he's gone. Yeah, for sure. And I think, like, keeping everyone happy is probably the most difficult thing, but it's also, like, the most important. I mean, you're going to have your your established people at the top who obviously aren't going to go anywhere, but all the turnover actually happens at the bottom. So you've got to just be wary of favoritism and keeping those people on the, on the, uh, on the bottom of the card happy too, even though they're not going to be challenging for world titles anytime soon. But those people on the bottom that leave, they're obviously going to talk to each other. They're going to talk to other feds. So you have to make sure like all of those, um, those departures are on good graces, you know? Um, but yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, moving on to general questions. Predictions for the U.S. title tourney. Uh, I'm not going to predict every match. Like, yeah. Blow over blow. No one has time for that. I'll just list my three people that I think are favorites to do well. Um, first is Walter Singh's character. I think mm-hmm. Walter's got a great chance. Um, QDT, like you said. And uh, Tio. Tio. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Kemp's probably like the best suited for this kind of this kind of thing. Um, and QDT, Moore, Coase, I think all those guys on the other side. I think those are going to probably be um, three of the three of my picks for the for to be the final four. And then I think like Walter and Noble, Savage, and me. I think that this one doesn't really seem like suited for for our strengths. So. But I haven't read any T.O. yet either, so I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll 
we will see how it goes. Just for fun, predict the next five world champions. Damn, this one's hard. This one's hard. I'm not going to predict them in order. I'll just say that these will be the next five in any any combination of orders. Um, I do think that at some point we will see Alex Richards as champion because he is amazing, for one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's already got a shot, so it's easy to put him in that list of potential people since he already has the shot um, as well. Uh, probably like a TFK. I think now that he, oh, I think he's moving yeah. away from his United States style. He is probably ready to try for that world belt. Um, uh, a few months later down the road, QDT. If he's not already, uh, if he doesn't already have a U.S. title or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, because I'm an egotist. <laughs> and much later down the road, Roger Payton Jr. All right. Yeah, I have, um, I think whoever, either if Lockhart uh, retains or Richards wins, I think Casey Kessler's in, regardless. I completely um, forgot about Casey. I should have remembered yeah. that. <laughs> and then I, from there, I mentioned in the feuds earlier, but I think Casey and Dandy would be a hell of a feud for for a title. And then after that's just, like, take your pick. There's so many fucking good people here between, like, Richards and Mikey and Noble and, and you got the new guys like QDT and Roger, and yeah, there's so many people here that can be champions. So, yeah, who will QDT end up dating? Tawny Lane, Jenna Bauer, or other slash no one? Uh, I'm guessing you don't know the Tawny story, right? No, I don't know the Tawny story. I know who Jenna Bauer is, but I don't know the yeah. story. Yeah, so in uh, his role play, the ledge, the one against Will or Wade, well, I forgot what he was going by then. Um, Tawny was a like a crazed fan who had kind of like a was suicidal, and QDT basically talked her off the ledge and kind of related his story to hers. It was a really powerful piece. Um, that's why I liked it so much. But uh, as far as who you should end up dating, I think out of those two, it'd be Jenna. Yeah, I just think, Jenna. I just think like, dating someone that you have basically talked off the ledge is kind of problematic in a way. Yeah, that's, too, that's, too nice. that's weird. But uh, yeah, I just want to see them become like really good, like platonic supportive friends. You know? Yeah. Oh, it's good to have platonic supportive friends. You have a limitless budget. What one piece of AW world building cool shit would you implement? I get a AW two K twenty developed as a real game. You know, yeah, what? The, game. <laughs> the game is a real good. But you know what I would love? What? I would love to deliver a actual real replica belt. For every champion that's ever been in AW, like to mm, receive, that'd be cool. uh, to yeah. put on their wall. So like, TFK gets his US belt, Lockhart gets his world title, uh, 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 Baden gets his cruiserweight belt, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, thank you, QDT, for some good questions. Moving on to Corey Bull. For the group, it's okay. You can say I'm your favorite, Corey. I don't mind. <laughs> uh, if an I old, like Corey Bull a lot. Yeah, Corey Bull is really funny. If an yeah. old Corey stable existed, what would you call it and what would be the finisher? Um, I would call it the uh, hardcore E experience. <laughs> yeah. As for the finisher, what would be the finisher? I don't know what would the finisher be. I can't think of that right now. I'd put uh, something to do with the core of the earth, 
and a finisher called Deep Penetration. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, feed that damn dog already. Jeez, lol. I did before the, the show started. Thank you very much. Uh, why is Sam Kids Grove so sullen all the time? Out of character, <laughs> all I hear is the damn actor's voice when I read his RPs. <laughs> do you just read a Sam Kids Grove RP like, We are limitless time. It's a flat circle. I travel around it thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe because he is he came very close to death at evolution maybe that's why yeah, maybe do you think yeah, he, uh, if he's feeling with someone like dandy i mean anybody would be so oh yeah. yeah like when you when your mortal enemy is a gutter trash punk you have to rethink <laughs> your life choices <laughs> do you think the hollywood elite should be slammed with the me too movement i have a very interesting answer to this question yeah what's your funnily enough I do not think that Shadow Love would be hit with the Me Too movement. I think that yeah. Miyamoto would be more hit with the Me Too movement <laughs> because she spends so much time flirting with the other guys and like throwing them off their game. That's true. Yeah. Uh, as for as for TFK, he's uh, a little pervy. I guess he could be a little pervy too. He could be a little pervy. Kidsgrove, on the other hand, uh, would not be. Kidsgrove would fall under the Keanu Reeves banner of really wholesome <laughs> dude who yeah. is very unproblematic. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah well, I agree. Thank you, Corey. Dude. Uh, <laughs> Sullen, what are you talking about, Willis? I already did a whole Me Too thing. Refuse to fight women and everything. See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's next kind of, like, part of his new gimmick is defending women now. Yeah. So, it's pretty funny. Moving on to Magic Maddox, a.k.a. Dandy. For Lizzie, yeah. what motivated you to be so helpful with the RP of the Week efforts? Yeah, well, I, I just like reading everyone's stuff, you know, it inspires my own creativity, it helps me know what the hell's going on in AEW outside of, outside of Lissy, so, I just like, and I also just like giving people recognition for, for what they're writing, sometimes, um, this, it just feels like it's not worth investing, like, your time and your energy into, if nobody cares, you know, so, um, I just want people to know that people do care, yeah. at, um, uh, at Full Throttle, like, one of my roles, when I was like kind of encouraging the main eventers to to give feedback to the lower and to the mid carters to kind of like respond to their stuff directly and uh, offer up constructive like criticism and stuff, keep them engaged and just boosted everyone's morale. So that's why I like doing it. Uh, why do you think folks should volunteer to help with that endeavor, the RP of the Week endeavor? Yeah, it uh, it, it diversifies like the voices heard. You know, like. I know when I make my nominations, I try and give consideration to, like, the word counts and everything to see how they maximize it and everything. That's why you'll see some um, some of the uh, cruiserweights and and the 1,000-word uh, ones on, on there. But I know that the 4,000 ones, they kind of have, like, an inherent uh, advantage, you know, over it. So, um, But just having other people's voices heard, you know, and... Hopefully, people are right are reading everyone's stuff. But um, if it's just me and Dandy and and Bo picking it every week, um, it, it's nice to to have other people get their voices heard in there too. And we want to and we want y'all to. So if anyone ever wants to do it, let us know. Uh, who has been your favorite opponent thus far? Yeah, I had a lot of fun writing against uh, Hippo and. Uh, Preston, Dane Preston was, was cool. Shooting against Lister was fucking hard as hell, but 
especially with the little story that I had before it with her being all cowardly and shit. But uh, but Ryan Elias is it has been my favorite opponent so far. I think they both him and Lissy just have like really good chem- overly sexualized characters and have like a really weird dynamic. Like they hate each kind of like an attraction there too. So it's it's fun um, writing with him. And I also have to say, like, my shoots against Kennedy were, like, really vicious, but I had to retcon a lot of that because it ended up, like, not even being a feud, so. (laughs) You are on a rocket ship to the main event. That much has been crystal clear since you dropped your first RP. You and Thank I you. have talked about how always how always like to slow that play that kind of promotion and feel like you've earned it. So how long do you think you'll be at it before you feel you've earned a main event slot? Yeah, I I've haven't I've been dreading this question cuz it's going to bring up some uh some bad feelings for me, but I've had like really long conversations with both uh Dandy and Torture about it cuz they both been like really supportive of me and telling me like I'm, I'm getting there and shit. But all this, like, really reminds me of is that I'm a big fucking choke artist, you know? <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I was, like, 0 for 4 in all my title shots at full throttle, and then, like, I would beat these these guys in, like, non-title matches and shit, but when my turn came to headline, I would freeze up, and, um, like, I, our champion, her name was Eden Black, she was, like, one of our best people, and I beat her in, like, my fifth match, and then six months later, I was able to headline against her, in a pay-per-view, and she just fucking destroyed me. So I can never really repair, like, that character after that. So that's kind of, like, my biggest fear here. You know, it's just going for too much, you know, too soon, you know. I don't want to get discouraged too quickly. So that's why I kind of, I'm enjoying, like, being where I'm at, just kind of uh, getting into the character and where I want her to go. So It's actually, like, a very interesting answer. And I think that's a very, it's a very natural way of thinking about things if you really think about it because I know for me there have certainly been times where I've been put in a big main event slot and I just didn't deliver what was expected of me and it 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 sucks in the moment and like in the moment you're like oh god there why do these people like put all their faith in me but like eventually I I don't know I eventually I just learned like if that happens to just shrug it off as best you can and move on forward to the next big thing that you've got planned and hope for the best and eventually like you learn to like deliver a bit more i don't know if this is helpful in your endeavors but i think that it's a what you're describing is a very natural feeling to have in this hobby when you have a lot of if you're in a main event spot you have a lot of expectations put on you to consistently yeah. do well and that's why a lot of world champions burn out because they have to do that all the time so for sure yeah i'm honestly surprised that lockhart hasn't burned out at, at this like yeah, so far uh and last question to you lizzie without regard to feud slash stories you're you are currently in who do you want most to work with in aw yeah i think uh dandy i think it'd be fun to to write against yeah. um KC and QDT seem destined at some point. Uh, I'd, I'd like to work with Noble uh, Savage, with Shadow, with Corey, Corey Bull, and and Vaden again. And one thing that me and the the girls, even though they're one of them's a dude, one thing that we've been talking about is uh, like recruiting like a like an enforcer type for the royal family. 
So someone like a Scott Slayer or Oblivion or Bobby Rage, you know, would be like their their muscle. Interesting. Yeah, but we'll see. I don't know if that's in the cards, but it's something that, that we'd like to see. Moving on to some more general questions. Give us some wisdom about how y'all think folks can approach the U.S. title tournament. What do you think someone RPing for Clash and then Glory needs to be aiming for in order to find themselves with the straps? So, uh, uh, do you have anything in your notes about this? Because I have an answer to this. Right I, I don't honestly have no idea how I'm going to approach that, so, that one. First match is easy enough. You have only the one opponent to worry about. You can just focus yeah. in on that one opponent. Maybe just say a little, like, about why you need the U.S. title specifically to put over that U.S. belt. And then next week at Glory, if you make it, what I would do is I would dedicate... I would dedicate 500 words for each opponent that I would face because I think the mm. that's th- you have to face three people in one sure. night. Yeah. So I would dedicate 500 words to, like, a block of potential opponents or something like that. Like, for 500 words, you focus on one, the person that you're facing in your first match, yeah. and 500 words, you can go on about the two potential people who could be in your next match, and then the third block, you just go on about the entire other bracket, basically. Yeah. And then, and then the other half of that promo is character development. But you can also slice off a bit of character development if you think you need it to dedicate more towards the other shoot bits, like the second and yeah. third shoot bits. Um, and also, here's the thing. You can, you're totally free to ignore this. This is how I would do it. I What I would do is not what everyone else would do. What I would do probably wouldn't work for most people, myself included, but that's the way that I see it most naturally happening in my head, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think for this first one, um, I mean, obviously your first opponent's got to be your primary, but I think you start kind of like painting the, the big picture of the whole tournament as a whole, you know? Not You don't start getting into anybody specifically, but you start like, give like a reason why your character's going to go through each each match, you know? You start doing that in this first week, and then that'll kind of give you that springboard into, into that second one. Yeah. If that makes sense. And also throughout both the RPs, you gotta you gotta put over that U.S. belt. You gotta say yeah. what it means to be U.S. champion. You gotta put over that that belt. That's a very prestigious belt in this company. Yeah. So put that over, and you'll probably get bonus points with judging. I would assume. Uh, totally unrelated to anything wrestling centered, but this has to do with the mass shooting comment that I made earlier in the podcast. Yeah. Given I've been a, like a block from this federal courthouse shooting the last few days, I'm wondering one thing. Have y'all ever been at or near something that made national news and or was the focus of a lot of media attention? If so, what were your circumstances and how did you feel about it? FPV, I'm guessing you might have been directly impacted by Katrina, so anything you want to say about that would be very interesting. So actually, funny story. Uh, I live in Lafayette, and the area of Lafayette I live in actually was not hit that hard by Katrina. We were hit worse by Rita that happened not long mm. after Katrina. Hit. Yeah. So Rita was the one that really, really fucked with us. But uh, we didn't we didn't really get affected by Katrina. It was mostly like the New Orleans area that got hit by Katrina. But something that happened very close to home. Um, my th- movie theater that I go to watch movies at with my family, that was the movie theater that got shot up in Lafayette. Oh, shit. When um, 
that one guy went and shot up the theater showing Trainwreck, the Amy Poehler movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was my theater. And, like, I was watching TV. I was actually I was actually watching Big Brother at the time. And yeah. uh, it was in the middle of, like, a, like, an eviction episode. And all of a sudden, there's just breaking news. I'm like, oh, God, what's this? And then the news people were like, there is a reported gunman at the Grand, Grand 16 theater. Police are on the scene. Uh, blah, 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 that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, yeah. And then I start looking on my Snapchat and people that I'm friends with were at the theater talking about there's a gunman at the theater and all that. Damn. And so like uh, back in the day at this, when this happened, we didn't have Discord or like any chat. We had a tiny chat at WCF. And so I hopped into the tiny chat and everyone's like, yo, I heard there's like a gunman in your city. Are you all right? I'm like, I'm good. I'm, I wasn't at the theater tonight, but like that, it, that was really close to home. And then, People are like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm starting to see CNN talk about it. Like, so this was like something that made national headlines. Um, and it was, it was, it was a wild night because you don't expect something to happen that close to home. Yeah. Uh, and for a lot, for the longest time, that theater was closed. It was only the one theater that got like the that had the gunman in it, but they decided to close it and to just remodel the whole thing and yeah. get a get fresh, fresh start. start. Yeah. Yeah. I a fresh start. Now that theater has really nice seats and, uh, cup holders and like real, all the nice, like accoutrements for a good movie theater. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, another story that's related to that is, uh, I'm a film student. I was a film student. I graduated. And, uh, as part of a project, uh, I went to go film at that movie theater for a little bit. Like, outside no. near the box office away from everyone doing business and like i was at band practice with a bunch of my two players and i had my camera with me like in like the camera bag and everything and mm. they were looking at me it's like oh what are you going to do with all those cameras i'm like oh i'm just going to go shoot at the theater real quick and like i didn't think about what i was saying and one guy was like whoa, whoa, whoa you're going to do what at the theater and then i called him i was like oh no i'm, I'm gonna shoot video at the theater and he's like oh yeah because considering what happened like yeah there are people that i know who work at that theater who do not want to talk about train wreck because it brings up bad memories of yeah getting yeah. shot so yeah people are traumatized yeah by things it's, like that anything can bring it up it's a traumatizing thing that happens so yeah. so that's my story I, I wasn't majorly fucked up by katrina but i was fucked up by a by a, by a mass shooter at a movie theater yeah for sure well, that's actually one of my my most vivid, scariest dreams recently was that I was, uh, like, on a city bus and there was a, a mass shooter inside it. it was, nobody knew who it was. They just knew that there was pop fire or uh, shots going off like randomly. So it was, that was like one of the scariest dreams that I've had recently. You know what would be the the you know what shooting I think would be the most terrifying for me to be at is that that shooting that happened in Las Vegas with it was some country mm-hmm. singer. The, yeah, yeah the, it, was, it was like. You know, it was like a festival or something, and uh, shots just started firing. That would terrify me because that yeah. was an open area where anything could happen. Yeah, and it was like, like eighty thousand people there. Yeah, it's a lot of people. You do not know what's happening. So. Yeah, I go to a lot of music festivals, so I um, that yeah, I was scared of going to one for for uh, a few months. Yeah. Um, um, so do you know what a do you know what South by Southwest is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's uh, mine. That, that was the one that I was gonna say. 
uh, about five years ago, there was like this giant line outside of this venue called the Mohawk to to see Odd Future, to see a Tyler Creators um, mm-hmm. group. And uh, there was this guy who was being chased by the cops. He was drunk as shit. There was a bunch of barricades that kind of stop all, or that, like downtown, like there's like 50,000 people, or hundreds of thousand people in town during that week. So they close off all the downtown to like road traffic. It's all foot traffic there. And so there's these barricades all over, all over all the, the main streets. And this guy that was being chased decided to drive through all these barricades. And, um, he went right into that line. Like he, like that line that was outside of that venue to see, he just hit all, all of them from the back. Like they were all flying up off the car. And, uh, I was in a, yeah. And I was in a different show, but, um, my best friend was in that line. One of my best friends was in that line and she was texting me like all night. Um, and I, my phone was dead, so I never got it. But yeah, like four people died, like 25 people had been hit by that car. And, um, and, but the craziest thing about that line was that, uh, I was going to go to that show and I saw that that line was forming, you know, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to get into this show. So I could have easily been in that one. You know? Jesus. And yeah, I was going to go to that show with her. That's, yeah, that is, that is a nightmare to even think yeah. about. And I'm glad that your friend was, I, I, I hope that she was unharmed. Yeah, she was trauma. Yeah. But that's going to fuck you up for yeah. a while later. Like that is the, that's the kind of thing that you see that happens in that six with you for like almost the rest of your life, I would assume. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like, God, so, well, thank you for the questions, Magic. I'm sorry it yeah, took a turn at the end of it, but you were kind of yeah. kind of hoping for that to happen. I would and I'm glad him and all of his uh, kids are okay, and that dude didn't really accomplish anything, thankfully. So yeah, he, he got killed really quick. So good. Uh, so moving on to some lighter affair, some questions from <laughs> Richie Rich. Fodder yeah. for all. Should them Diderots ever tag together? There's another one. I think is is Richie Rich the other one? I think Richie Rich is the other one. Oh, okay. Well, any any uh, any Harry's welcome in my book. He has such a fun voice and uh, and his his role plays in his segment. So I'm kind of sad to see him go. So hopefully, yeah, he'll... he has a really fun energy to him. But um, <laughs> yeah, who would have the best romantic chemistry with Richie Rich, and would she pay for the dinner bill? <laughs> Said, why not Lissy? You know, she's why she not? Why she not? grew up and she'll she might uh, have a little thing with him if she wants to. What is your favorite Richie nickname? Gravy and Grits, Richie Rich, Big Boy, Lil Tater, or Dollar General? Jesus Christ! I uh, think I think Dollar General is my favorite. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah, <laughs> the way he spells it too. Yeah. Uh, how much of the hippos DoorDash diabetes decathlon would you eat <laughs> in one sitting? Shit, all of it. All I, of it. I, hey, yeah, I hey, 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 no, no, no half measures. Yeah. I have all a really high metabolism, so I never gain weight, but like uh, my diet of Dr. Pepper and hot Cheetos and pizza, if, that, if that's going to kill me, maybe I'll just be happy doing it. So. All right. I'm going to skip over Alex Richards answering QDT's questions for him. I think that was the end of the question. Oh, yeah, that's Sorry. actually the uh, end of the questions. We made it to the end of the show. Wow. All right. Well, that was that, fun. That was a very depressing end to the uh, the podcast <laughs> uh, at the last twenty minutes, but uh, it was a good show. 
Let's consider. Um, so next, uh, I am planning on having Kennedy Matthews. Oh, cool. Into uh, to join the podcast, and then we're gonna try and work something out. Uh, and if we can, we'll also get a show Louise to have oh, two yeah. guests on on at once. We'll see if that can work out. Uh, for sure, it'll be Kennedy though, and then I think the week after, I don't think I. Set anyone for the week after? Um, I think. Hmm. You get torture on there at some point, man. I need to get torture on there, but here's the thing: Torch is really busy, and he works on yeah. his busiest Perfect. days are Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So, oh, okay. Yeah, um, like I, I was shocked to, to have today off. So, I actually, took these three days off to to do my moving, and um, I wanted to, wanted to do this. So, appreciate you having me. Uh, thank you for coming on. You were great. You had a lot of insightful answers to your questions, and that thank was, you. It was actually very uh, nice to hear. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, next, did, did I hide my drunk pretty well? Because I'm pretty drunk. I completely no. forgot that you were three beers in. Yeah, I'm like five now. Oh God. Yeah, you yeah. hide it very well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I need, I've been eating a piss for an hour though. So. Oh yeah, go uh, take care of that. Um, <laughs> next week we'll wait till we have. We'll have Corey on for longer than half an episode. Hopefully we'll have Leon. Uh, all that good shit. But uh, we will see you next week for Lizzie Hope. This is Frank Venable signing off. Good night. I, uh, hope you enjoy the show. Later.